Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international (laughs) depression. You got coronavirus. Because the CDC's guidance, which she just told me, we are sure, is that if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask except in very specific circumstances. When I was talking to people today about this new guidance, everybody had very personal feelings about it, and I realized I did too in all these questions. I'm going to have to rewire myself so that when I see somebody out in the world who's not wearing a mask, I don't instantly think you are a threat (laughs) or you are selfish or you are a COVID denier and you definitely haven't been vaccinated. We're going to have to rewire the way that we look at each other. We are going to look at each other differently and have to unwire our preconceptions about what a mask or a lack of a mask means. With this changing guidance, we're going to now have changing norms and we got to give each other space to have feelings about that big day, big change. President Biden spoke to that a little bit today, asking for people to be patient, be compassionate, give people respect for whatever they decide. I doubt it. You are fake news. Oh, good for you. Very fake news. I don't give a fuck. That ain't no woman. It's a man, man. I agree with that. All right, America... Go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. Five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Exciting news. Uh, as of Monday, as our radiologist said to me, congrats, your baby now has a pronoun and a uh, a biologically determined pronoun at that. I couldn't believe the bigotry. That was coming out of this woman's face. But we will reveal if it's uh, Matt Jr. or Madeline momentarily. Blonde already knows. so I do. <laughs> she doesn't get a surprise. Um, and then, of course, uh, who knew the science was a stunt driver? Since Thursday, uh, the science has done a tire screeching U-turn. And suddenly the masks are off, at least for vaccinated people. Wink, <laughs> wink. Which that's all you have to be to go wherever you want. Now, they're not actually checking vaccination status, at least most places. So it would would appear that the era of the masks is on the way out, though I am very cautious about making that statement. We'll get to it. But beyond the uh, the science's stunt capabilities, who knew the science was so incoherent since Thursday? The CDC director has been trying to explain this move, but she contradicts herself about every five minutes, proving once again, if you've been making your decisions based on what these people say, you're even more foolish than they are. Yeah. This lady, I can't understand what the hell she's saying. She contradicts herself between interviews, sometimes in the same interview within only a span of a few days. (sighs) 
plot. But eh, good news. I, I don't know. Are people, I guess people, not a lot of people were wearing masks in your neck of the woods already. But um, there were places around town here that were previously like 80, 20, 90, 10 mask yesterday mm-hmm. uh, or Saturday. Yeah, Saturday around town. Uh, majority non-mask. Like People are ripping their masks off as we speak. Yeah, but that means they're listening to the CDC too. I know. And that's what bums me out. But Ugh. I'll take a... I'll take a win where I can get it. Plus, um, we'll talk about more information coming out about the relationship between the U.S. government and the Wuhan Virology Lab. Um, At this point, I will not be surprised to learn conclusively that not only was coronavirus an intentional bio attack, but our taxes (laughs) actually funded it, too. We're we're like an inch away from that. Very close. You're already there. Come on. I didn't think that... uh, well, the the final stage is Dr. Fauci personally made it. He did it himself. And we're not that far away from that. Either. <laughs> well, the next step is, is AIDS real? Uh, yes. And Dr. Fauci made that too. Yeah. He created, he was heavily involved in both. There's no denying that. Yeah. Plus, um, we'll talk about the pipeline hack and the economy. And we got hoax, hate, surprise, cringe. And of course, the movie review segment continues this week. It is They Live. And without spoiling, um, I will say I liked it better than Tremor. So don't worry. It will not be another Yay. negative Nancy week for me, at least. And we'll check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream, Trovo and DLive in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. Of course, we'll take as many as we can until 1130 p.m. Eastern. So get them in early if you'd like them read, please. And thank you. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. Don't forget the show store is up and running. We have t-shirts, we have mugs, we have hats, we have it all. In fact, we actually have models in the audience. Chris and his wife recently showed up to the gun range in the Bay Area of California in a defensively Susan t-shirt. Uh, which is a, a bold move in hostile territory, I think. <laughs> so if you would like to pick up such a, a fashion statement, you can find the shop on the website and linked in the description. Plus, of course, we have special deals from friendly listener owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends and big supporters over uh, of the show over at Charity Swipes. If you own or manage a business, you got to speak to Charity Swipes. They're a credit card processor just like Square and PayPal, but with lower fees, which means you keep more money in your pockets where it belongs. They have solutions for all types of businesses from retail to restaurants to e-commerce. So no matter what kind of business you have, they have a program to meet your needs. Uh, Not only does Charity Swipes help businesses save on their credit card processing, but they're all about giving back to the community as well. As their name suggests, Charity Swipes gives 30% of their annual profit to charities like Make-A-Wish, Wounded Warriors Project, and the Gary Sinise Foundation. So simply by working with Charity Swipes, you're supporting nonprofits across the country as well. You can get started with Charity Swipes today and receive a free uh, card reader, as well as a free setup and training. You can view all the details of their offer at charityswipes.com mc. Every offer or every sign up rather greatly supports the show as well. So if you own a business, do yourself a favor and go check them out. That's charityswipes.com slash MC. You can find everything you need from Charity Swipes plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammo, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Hero Soap Company, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. One uh, brief announcement I wanted to make before we hop into some stories 
is uh, we've been working on expanding the website. And one of those expansions, of course, is my movie review columns. This is the new columns section of the website. So you can read my weekly columns or my weekly movie reviews in that section. But I now also have my first guest columnist. Uh, Warren Olson is writing long think pieces uh, or or detailed analysis uh, under the column The Outback Observer over on the website. So he's already got two columns posted. One is about the manipulation of polling to serve as propaganda. And uh, the latest is about the state of Trumpism and what will happen politically going forward if Trump is a relevant figure and if his political philosophy will survive. So if you're looking to read something on your lunch break or you you need something to glance at uh, when you have a break in your day, check out the columns page on the website. Read my movie reviews. Read the Outback Observer. Working on getting some written product on the uh, website. And um, who knows? Maybe Blonde will jump in with a column someday. Yeah, I think I might. I do kind of miss writing. We, uh, we're, we're considering our options. So always looking to expand. And uh, thanks for checking it out if you do. All right. Um, I will delay no longer. Uh, as I mentioned, on Monday, we had our much-anticipated anatom- anatomical ultrasound. Uh, of our baby, which of course uh, revealed the child's gender, and uh, we as a couple wanted to know, so we inquired as they were scanning. And um, well, without further ado, it is in fact Matt Jr. It's a boy. So my gut instinct on a baby girl was wrong. Um, but everything looks uh, excellent for both mom and baby, and we are still on track for a late September delivery. Uh-oh, what happened? Oh, no, I, you froze for a second. I was like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I thought, it's I so thought you were, exciting. I thought you were horrified that it wasn't a little girl or something. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking, though. You know what I'm I know thinking. exactly what you're thinking. Um <laughs> I'm not I'm not going that personal. We've had our conversations. <laughs> I'm not going that personal. I'll also say that um we haven't decided on a name yet. So that's that's still under discussion. Um but most importantly, everything looks great health-wise for the little baby boy and for mom. So there are no uh no, there's nothing to worry about there. And I wasn't emotionally invested in either. So so I'm happy. Yeah. And I think um I think I'll be a better boy dad than girl dad, especially on the first go. So I can let this kid scrape his knees a little bit. He'll be a good big brother to watch over the future siblings is the plan. So um, very happy. Yeah, That's so everything exciting. looks great. And there's no um, there is no sensible or graceful way to uh, transition into this next headline. But uh, mm, butt fucker 3000. I'm sorry, mom and dad. But I just, <laughs> <laughs> this is just the the state of things. I hope one day my son watches this and sees how his forthcoming birth was announced publicly and then watches the Buttfucker 3000 segment right after that. Yeah, this was hilarious. So Michigan Judge Jeffrey Middleton has gained some following. I guess he broadcasts his court proceedings through Zoom, uh, as many court proceedings have been held these days. You can think of this as like um, a real court Judge Judy, I suppose, plus the comedic opportunities of Zoom. Now, all of those factors collided this week when a man named Nathaniel Saxon showed up to the courthouse on a drug charge. He apparently had previously set his Zoom username 
and forgotten to change it back. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Me? Yeah, you. Yes. Nathaniel Saxon, sir. Your name's not Buttfucker3000, you yo-ho. Logging into my court with that as your screen name. What kind of idiot logs into court like that? What's your name again? Nathaniel Saxton, sir, but I don't believe that I typed anything like that in. Well, that's what it says. I'll put you in the waiting room. You can sit in limbo for a while and think about what you call yourself online. There's only one Whoops. woman in the bottom left kind of covering her face. I assume oh, she's yeah. laughing. I would. There's no way I would have held it in if I was on this Zoom call oh, no. and heard that live. Did you call him a Yoohoo? Yeah. The news story I'm reading in Vice speculates that he meant to call him a Yahoo and he said Yoho. Yo I, I don't know what a Yoho <laughs> is. <laughs> For that matter, I don't know what a Buttfucker 3000 is either. But well, actually, oh, I kind of do, at least according to Nathaniel Saxon's description. So he returned. And he apologized and he said, uh, Your Honor, if I may explain, I think it was whenever I set up my Zoom account or whatever, but um effer, he said, is my iPhone pairing name for my Bluetooth speaker, sir. It was an inside joke. I'm embarrassed and I'm sorry. Uh, 20 minutes later, Saxon pled guilty to a possession of drug paraphernalia charge. He was found, I guess, with a syringe with meth residue during a traffic stop. So rough, rough couple weeks for Nathaniel Saxon. First you get caught with a, a meth syringe and then you show up in court as buttfucker 3000. Yeah. I mean, if he was and using meth intravenously, he probably is a buttfucker 3000. Maybe I assume there's some reason for that name. Uh, he agreed to pay. Uh, did, did uh, Mr. Saxon a fine of $200. Judge Middleton said he's lucky not to face a contempt of court charge. Yeah, for real. So he got off easy, I guess. In an expected move, uh, Liz Cheney was ousted as chair of the House Republican Conference on Friday morning, replaced by New York Representative Elise Stefanik. Liz Cheney had insist, uh, insisted that she was making this principled stance for truth and the Constitution, and then she was voted out of her leadership role, and then she immediately uh, spoke with reporters after the vote, and she said that she's going to work to ensure that Trump never sees the Oval Office again. I... Uh will do uh, everything I can to ensure uh, that uh, the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. We have seen the danger uh, that he continues to provoke with his language. Uh, we have seen his lack of commitment and dedication to the Constitution. Uh, and I think it's very important that we make sure whomever we elect is somebody who will be faithful to the Constitution. Like you care. God. Yeah, I, I found it interesting that she just walks out and says, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to make sure that Trump never sees uh, the Oval Office again. It was about Trump the whole time. Yeah. Can you just acknowledge it was about Trump the whole time? And I don't understand the argument. I agree or disagree about Trump's claims about the election. That's fine. You don't have to agree with him. You don't have to support his statements. I don't see how it's unconstitutional or constitutionally unfaithful. In fact, one of the best arguments for shenanigans in the 2020 election, which I would never make because it was the safest, most secure election uh, ever in the history of the country, Susan, let's be clear. But if I were to make some of those very wrong arguments, um, they were procedural. They were about whether states followed the Constitution's requirements for each state's legislator legislature to set the rules 
uh, for the election. That didn't happen in a lot of states. Governors and and courts just changed the rules on a whim. A lot of questions about whether or not that's constitutional that the Supreme Court balked at. So I just don't get this constitutional fidelity argument. You don't like Trump. That's fine. You don't like Trump. I know. Yeah, fine. Don't even make the argument. Yeah. Uh, but it's not it's not all bad news for Liz Cheney because we just heard from OJ a couple of weeks ago when he said, hey, take it from me. Wait for the facts on stabbings about Micaiah Bryant. Ooh. OJ back on his Twitter feed with a video saying, hey, I may I may not like Liz Cheney's politics, but I like Liz Cheney. I support what she's doing in a Twitter video. OJ said, uh, big truth and honesty seems to be the enemy of many of these Republican politicians. And Liz Cheney stands up for the truth. That's got her a lot of heat. So the coveted OJ endorsement, Liz Cheney. Oh, man. I uh, hope he emerges as some kind of political influence. That would just show the the end stage that we're living in. Can we get Caitlyn Jenner versus OJ for California governor? That would be fantastic. Nothing more base than murdering your white wife. You know what OJ should have done? He should have done what this guy in L.A. did. He should have made a mask that made him... (laughs) racially unrecognizable. I didn't read into this, but I saw the headlines and they were hilarious. So what happened with this man? Oh yeah. This is like the highest IQ thing I've come out of that. I've seen come out of the black community in years. So so smart. I I was like right on. So he committed 30 burglaries this way. Just has like a a white mask on and it's pretty good, except they could tell that it was a mask because the the mouth was always a (laughs) gape. It, it was in Beverly Hills, mostly. odd in this film. Yeah. Um, so they announced on Thursday that the man suspected behind the actions has been arrested. And the media release on Facebook uh, said they arrested 30-year-old Rockham Prowl of Inglewood, California, during a traffic stop on May 2nd. And during the traffic stop, they discovered that he was driving a vehicle with stolen plates and possessed a face mask, as well as other items <laughs> connected to previous burglaries. Um, in two of the pre- previous burglaries, guess what he stole? Uh, I I did look ahead. Didn't he steal TVs? Flat screen TVs. Flat screen TVs. Okay. Yeah, and, and he, then they but, found a bunch of stuff uh, related to the burglaries at his house. Too. So he didn't even get caught in the act. He just got pulled over and he had his mask in plain view or something like that. He got pulled over for driving a vehicle with um, stolen plates. Oh, okay. So did he steal the car? Uh, it says driving a vehicle with stolen plates, but I assume the car is stolen. Yeah. But we don't know if it was by him or not. Could it? Maybe there's right. a whole crew doing this. Maybe he's just really the smart. tip of the spear. Really smart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, if, if we see more, I remember there was a, a consp- there was, I forget when this was, uh, it was on Twitter X amount of years ago. And it was this great Twitter conspiracy theory about, uh, actually the, the problems with crime rates in many black communities, it, it's, it's white people dressing black or police dress. I think it was, I think the conspiracy theory was police, white police officers dressing up as black people to go commit crimes in urban communities to make it look bad or make it look worse. This yes. is um like a mirror image of that conspiracy theory, but it's real. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe the yeah. guy saw it dragged across concrete. Although that was a reverse <laughs> situation where the white people wore black masks hmm. or painted well, their faces black. I don't know. It's propaganda. <sighs> uh, yeah. No outrage on his uh, cultural appropriation here either. I haven't heard that. <laughs> Hey, uh, tell me about this, um, this teacher, this, this poor teacher 
Um, you know, she was just following the coronavirus rules by yelling at her student for not wearing a mask. And then suddenly the CDC undercuts her a couple I days know. later and she's she's on the hook. OK, so what I have at the first clip, I thought she but, called him a dick, but she calls him a dink, a dink, which isn't okay. great. Uh, but it's this uh, this teacher in the school district of Poinette and she's been placed on administrative leave and then. um they're investigating the incident, you know, all the normal, all the normal stuff. I don't know her name. They haven't released it at this time, but we should just watch the video. It's pretty self-explanatory. She's She's got a maskless student and she's just berating this berating kid him. about yeah. threatening her and being a risk to society and all this. I don't care if you're vaccinated, you little dick. Okay. I don't want to get sick and die. Okay. There's uh, other people you can infect just because you're vaccinated. You know what? You're not a special person around here. You should hear about how everybody talks about you. You're I know a how jerk. Talk to me. I don't care how people You're talk You're a jerk. Okay. And you need to have respect for other people in your life. I do. You're not a big man on campus. Uh, I have an unpopular opinion about this. All right, this teacher fat dumb bitch i think she's the big agree. woman on campus that was the yeah. obvious joke yeah oh yeah <laughs> um however you got this shitbag kid in class for unrelated reasons unrelated who looks like jake paul he's always an asshole he's always ditching class he doesn't care about school and then this is just the last straw for her this seems like a woman that's been pushed okay to the edge however could we stick to better reasoning because the the, the oh, case yeah, against him retarded, here is, yeah. is preposterous um yeah, I, 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 you need to protect people like me. I don't want to be made vulnerable by people like you. Uh, try a salad. That would be your, your best step. She Maybe a couple laps around pounds. the track. Yeah. You could you could take care of you pretty easily if you uh, started getting serious about that sort of thing. But but yeah, it, it's um last week. This is what the CDC told you to do. You need not only do you need to wear a mask if you're fully vaccinated, which, by the way, to your point on. I don't know anything about the kid. Do I believe that he's vaccinated as he's claiming? 100% not. That kid is not vaccinated. Yeah, no, not that I care. He but he, he's he's trying to say he's vaccinated so he doesn't have to wear the mask. Trust me, I would do the same move. But I let, let's call a spade a spade. That kid is not vaccinated. But yeah, the CDC was saying, if you're fully vaccinated, you need to wear a mask. And culturally, it's been the norm to harass and berate people who... Um, <laughs> who aren't wearing masks, even if they are fully vaccinated until this week's uh, 180 degree U-turn, or maybe not 180 degrees, but a significant uh, a turn that um, kind of came out of nowhere. I was honestly very surprised to see this happen this week. I, I, I expected that we were going to drag this out well, probably through the summer and into the fall that that masks we are because now the war on unmasked and unvaccinated people can forge on. This is just a Maybe. way to divide us in society. They haven't changed anything. This is they're following the script. They were always planning to follow. Maybe I'm, I'm, I am suspicious that something else is afoot. But uh, now that the science has pulled this screeching U-turn, uh, the guidance from the CDC is that generally vaccinated people don't need to wear masks indoor outdoor some specific exceptions flying on planes public transportation there's no real reason for that they just say that that's what they're going with and states are following by removing mask mandates again for vaccinated people as are a lot of businesses walmart costco trader joe's public starbucks and more uh, no longer requiring masks for vaccinated customers but again that means anybody, because yeah. um, as we'll get to and as these businesses are saying, they're not going to make you prove it, at least for now. It is just the honor system 
And after this year, they can honor this ass. Yeah, sure. I'm fully vaccinated. I'm never going to prove it. Uh, You're never going to make me prove it. So my first my first thoughts on this, I had a lot of initial reactions. We, We mentioned it. But is this really the end? Optimistically, um, once public norms shift away from mask wearing, there's a huge percentage of people that just go along with the crowd and do what they're told. And once the norms shift away from that, they'll be ripping off those masks quickly and the mandates will follow as well. But you tell me to me, this moment right here feels exactly like February, 2020, February. exactly like it. If you remember, Trump had just been acquitted. Uh, in the first impeachment, and we were sitting here brainstorming about what the next thing was going to be, what the next manufactured hysteria and crisis was going to be, and we did not um, forecast mysterious Chinese virus that would upend the entire country and our way of life. <laughs> it was our failing, our greatest failing. We but we did know something coming. was coming, something major. <laughs> yeah. And I, I yeah. there's a huge part of me that says we're not getting off this easily. There's something else that is now coming. Yeah. My second thoughts on this. Uh, don't celebrate. It, it, it does feel good. Uh, I, when we were at the grocery store yesterday, there was it just felt great to see people's faces. I, I, it was amazing. I felt like a human being again instead of watching, walking around seeing a bunch of masked NPCs everywhere. But it's not an achievement. Um, this isn't some advancement. This is a return to something that should be the norm. And yeah. that's all of us making free decisions for ourselves and our communities. We've been conditioned through this entire last year to think that these decisions are someone else's to make for us and that someone else is taking care of us or that we had some obligation to listen to somebody else. We don't. I don't want to sell- see people still masked up. At least then I'd be like, well, they don't seem to trust the government. If I knew they were making their own independent decisions, if I knew that 100 yeah. percent, I would honestly uh, I would I would dare I say I would prefer that. Yeah. I'm not convinced that the unmasked masses that I'm now enjoying partly are making independent decisions. And I, I have to be realistic about that. But but we were robbed through the last year. Um, we were robbed of basic rights of ours that we should have never surrendered. There's no evidence yep. that we gained anything for surrendering them. We need to remember that and recognize that and learn from that, not celebrate it as though this was something that worked in the end. And uh, we got through it and uh, we we achieved the desired goal. We didn't. We surrendered a lot and gained nothing. That's what happened. Um, and, and the third thought that I had, you mentioned it, but um, we are we are still listening to them. Uh, the, the difference that I see when I walk around town, what changed? What changed is the CDC said it's OK now. And Gallatin County, my county, followed yeah. suit. They just said, yeah. OK, well, if the CDC says it, screw it. We're not doing it either. Yeah. Yeah. And that means that let's say I see 60% of people unmasked and I used to only see 10. That tells me half the country is just taking orders <laughs> that, that big daddy government told them they could. So they did. And what does that mean? So you weren't it. making independent decisions last week. Mm-hmm. You weren't doing what you believed last week. We, we have to take that back. We really Why, have though? to. The, the people have lost the ability to reason. What are we going to do when we take it back? I mean, hmm. Well, uh, I don't know. I, that's the thing. You can't make someone value their own freedom. That's a paradox in itself. I can't force freedom upon you and autonomy and your rights and your desire to stand up for yourself and be your own person and make your own decisions. You can't force that on a person, but you can wish and hope and try to convince them that they should value it. 
And they're um, just going to turn around and be able to develop that ability to to be reasonable and logical and to review evidence. I mean, that is that is gone. They've been propagandized to the point that they have lost that ability. It's not like they're just going to find it. We just have to wait for all them to die. (laughs) Well, I'll try to convince the vaccine. safest uh safest most secure just like the election safest most secure best ever um i can't dispute any of that um okay so closing thought here the whim might feel good and i'll admit i go out on town uh, out in town and i see the masks off and that whim of the cdc's feels good because it's in the direction that i want but uh like all of the federal government's whims it is totally incoherent so if you are following what these people tell you to do why let's let's just be clear about we're going to go through several demonstrations of this but this guidance from the cdc uh totally incoherent in its reasoning how did the science do this tire screeching u-turn this week within the last couple of days the science did not nothing changed scientifically absolutely nothing at all it is incoherent in its governing philosophy The CDC, as we'll hear in a moment, is now saying that individuals and localities should make decisions. And then you got Joe Biden coming out and saying, unless you make the wrong decision and then um, you don't have our permission to do that. Rochelle Walensky said just this morning, we'll get to that in a minute. This is not uh, permission to do widespread unmasking. I'm sorry, what? You said you're empowering individuals and now we don't have your permission to make choices ourselves. How is that individual empowerment? And it's incoherent on whether the vaccines actually even work. If they work so great, and that's the reason for the decision, uh, why do we still have this fear of unvaccinated people? And why are unvaccinated people supposed to be bound by the honor system and wear masks on account of their choice not to get the vaccine? These are all the contradictions that CDC Director Rochelle Walensky has made just since Thursday when the new guidance was dropped. So first... She gets on the Today Show on Friday morning and she says the CDC believes that localities and individuals should be making these decisions. What we've done is we've empowered the American people to make their own decisions about their own health. You said on. okay, and then by this morning. She was pushed on ABC just slightly on whether that means unvaccinated people can stop wearing masks and do whatever they want. And Walensky said this new guidance is not permission to unmask broadly. On Friday that the CDC is empowering the American people to make their own decisions about their own health. But this is all on the honor system. And there are people who refuse to get vaccinated, about a quarter of the country, and who oppose mask wearing, who could see this as a green light to go wherever they want. So um, this is a really important point, and that is... The guidance that we released on Thursday is about individuals and what individuals are at risk of doing if they are not vaccinated. This is not permission for widespread removal of masks for those who are vaccinated. It may take some time for them to feel comfortable removing their masks, but also that these decisions have to be made at the jurisdictional level, at the community level. That's retarded. They never gave us the option of doing this at a community level, ever. We never had that option. And if somebody doesn't care about wearing masks and thinks this is all a horseshit, do you think that they have not been going anywhere? It's, uh, yeah. It seems they're, uh, I, they're operating under that, that I mean, supposition. To be, Why? to be fair, they never sent feds after us to, to bend to their whim, but it was... Oh, thank you for not sending feds after <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. I, point taken. Um, 
But yeah, unvaccinated people are going to think they could do whatever they want. Yeah, it's called freedom, bitch. Get with the program. Yeah. It's what this yeah. country is founded on. But if the decisions are to be made at the local level, then why would we need your permission? Yeah. If we need your permission, then you're not empowering people to make decisions at the individual and the local level. It's incoherent messaging. And it also doesn't square with what Joe Biden is saying. So just the day before, this is Wednesday. Or what day was this? Was this on Thursday? I got to look at my calendar here. This was on Thursday, the same day that they released the new guidance. Joe Biden is tweeting out, the rule is now simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. That's not individual and local decision making. Yeah, that's oh, that's borderline terrorist talk. What do you yep. do this or do do exactly what I say or else or else what? And that's where this gets um, further incoherent is uh, they they. Now the CDC is saying there is no or else what they're not actually going to issue any kind of mandate or punish people for breaking the honor system and going unmasked without the vaccine. So Rochelle Walensky had had uh, she she said that we're not going to use a mandate system. And she also had absolutely no answer. This is on Meet the Press this morning. No answer to the most basic question you could possibly ask. What is the science or even the reasoning that prompted this sudden switch was something you said uh, as recently as Tuesday this week. We still have about a third of counties in this country that have over 100 cases per 100,000, very high transmission rates, and many counties and areas in this country that have less than 20 percent vaccination rates. So in that context, um, we are keeping our public health guidance to recommend uh, recommend um, masking for people who are vaccinated. What changed in this 72 hour period? Now we have science um, that has really evolved just even in the last week and a paper that was published as recently as Friday that demonstrates that people who ha are vaccinated are protected. So really just in the last two weeks, we've had a lot of evolving science. What is a business supposed to do when somebody walks in without a mask, assume that they're abiding by the rules? We are asking people to be honest with themselves. If they are vaccinated and they are not wearing a mask, they are safe. So you're counting on businesses to do vaccine mandates? We're not counting on vaccine mandates at all. It may very well be that local local businesses, local jurisdictions will work towards vaccine mandates. That is going to be locally driven and not federally driven. Okay. How am I supposed to trust you? Uh, in what way? I mean, how am I supposed anyway, to trust really. that, they're, that they're going to allow this to be a, a community-driven project, that, they, that, they're, that, that this will be on a community basis when this has all been a big federal push this whole time? I'm supposed to be like, oh, okay, like, I don't have to worry about it because I live in North and, Idaho. And it doesn't even match the messaging of the president of the United States. And she yeah. says in there, if you're vaccinated, you're fine. Well, if you're vaccinated and you're fine, why do we need the honor system of unvaccinated people right. wearing masks? The science has changed in the last two weeks. No, it has not. The science has not changed for months on end related to the virus or the vaccine. Uh, in fact, um, based on a purely voluntary or at least mostly voluntary, there's coercion applied in schools and workplaces and all this. But at the end of the day, individuals are making choices as far as the government is concerned, mostly through that system. We have seen cases decline 32 percent in the last 42 days or uh, the last 14 days. Hospitalizations down 18% in that time frame. Deaths down 13% in that time frame. So the science on that hasn't changed. She, she mentioned earlier, again, on Tuesday, well, we can't do away with masks because lots of states have low vaccination rates. 
That has not changed since Tuesday. Chuck Todd mentioned in that interview, there are many, many states where, and actually it's not many, all states, there is no state with over 50% of people vaccinated. So the CDC said less than a week ago, vaccination rate is what's going to determine our recommendations. Then they just threw that in the trash and said vaccination rate doesn't matter anymore. Now we have the science that says the vaccines work. The vac. We've seen a steady decline in in uh, all the metrics, deaths, cases, hospitalizations since the vaccines rolled out. That's been yeah. going on for months. There's never been uh, serious evidence to show that the vaccines are ineffective. I thought that was the whole selling point. They're 90 plus percent effective. 90 plus, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, what, what else here? Um, oh, uh, the, the only other thing I'll say is the only, so you decide if the uh, if the science has been changing. I don't think it has. What has been changing here? It seems that there's a struggling president with some political obstacles to navigate. All right. This this happens in a week when you have abysmal job numbers that came out mm-hmm. last week, as we discussed, as we'll get to later in the show. Inflation. Historic inflation, inflation numbers. Yeah. You have gas line people in line for gasoline and there's not enough gasoline to go around. Granted, is that totally Biden's fault? No, I'm not going to say that, but it is something that he needs to manage. You got war in the Middle East. You got kids in cages at the border. You can take off the masks now. Seems more like a political convenience than a scientific revelation. But we're supposed to believe that the science that they've been guided by this entire time had a sudden epiphany. And this is where it gets really sick. Over the weekend. (laughs) Seriously, I the. Over the weekend, I saw several examples of the sickest of all of the cultists. Have you seen these people yet? Oh, these, yeah. These this makes the, me want to murder people. The ultimate Faucian slaves. These are the parents who took off their masks because presumably they're vaccinated, but they're keeping masks on their toddlers because Dr. Fauci says they must. Here's Dr. Fauci telling you that. What is your message to parents who are out there thinking, well, I'm vaccinated, my kids are not, but the odds of them getting the virus are very low. Would you tell them, no, 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 the kids still need to wear a mask? Yeah, the, the children do when they're out there playing with their friends and, uh, you know, in, in, particularly in an indoor situation. They do. I, I saw several parents doing this outside over the weekend parents walking unmasked outside with their very young children i mean barely walking children masked faces i am not a confrontational person that really tested my limits i have no respect for you as a father yeah uh if you're doing that to your kid and the logic of it makes absolutely no sense so um we know that kids are safe from from coronavirus by default kids hardly even get sick, much less die from it. I think we have something like, I forget what the total juvenile deaths from coronavirus are for the year. It's, it's, low. it's fewer than the flu. If they're even actually coronavirus deaths. Yeah. And you have to ask that question too. And, and if you're vaccinated, which I presume is why you take off the mask, dad, because you aren't vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, guess what? You're safe from little Timmy. By the way, it doesn't really matter anyway, because you live in the same house as little Timmy. And you're outside right now. The logic of it makes absolutely no sense. In addition to just being borderline abusive as a parent. I can't believe people do this. Um, but but um, but Walensky was asked about this and she agreed that kids have to wear masks outside. But uh, but also 
this is where it gets even more in- incoherent. She says, kids need to wear masks outside. Also, if you're at a restaurant right next to someone who's hacking up a lung and not wearing a mask, it's fine because you're vaccinated. Don't worry, you're safe. Yesterday, Dr. Walensky, I was actually at the Central Park Zoo with my daughter, who's four years old, and I heard about the news, and I was so happy. I was like, I'm going to rip off my mask, and I see my four-year-old, and I'm like, well, actually, no, I can't, because I'm trying to model good behavior. And I'm wondering if all these people now going without masks will have an impact on the little ones who can't yet get their vaccine. All those children between the ages of zero and 12 who aren't yet eligible for vaccine, we're working on it, but they're not yet eligible for vaccine, and we will still ask them to wear a mask because they are not vaccinated. If, for instance, I, who am fully vaccinated, walked into a restaurant and there was a guy next to me who was not vaccinated, who's hacking and coughing, what kind of a risk does that person pose to me? Certainly, if somebody's hacking in a restaurant, I'd like them to put on a mask. And more importantly, I might encourage them to get vaccinated if they weren't. But what I would say is that if you are near that person and you are vaccinated, your risk is really quite low. (laughs) <laughs> Why are we doing all this? Why are we doing any of this? I can't wrap my my mind around this logic. Okay, if your risk is very low as a vaccinated person next to a coughing adult, why in the hell would you put a face mask on your child who isn't even sick? Yeah, it, it's preposterous. Your risk, if your risk next to a sick adult is zero, effectively, is what she's saying, or minimal, that that is insignificant. What is your risk next to a, a healthy child? Zero goose egg. What are you doing? Why are you abusing well, your they, kid? They don't care about the logical inconsistencies here because this is about controlling the population and letting us know that there that there is a symbol of the control. Yes, this is just this. Did you see the David David Hogg tweet? Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute because it's very traumatic for the true believers to take off their masks. They're really struggling with this. And again, I know we talked about this with Savannah Guthrie when she was talking to Fauci, but just awful parenting. Here's Hoda. But you were curious about her daughter. She has a four-year-old adopted daughter, I believe, oh, is, okay. is her situation. She's like 60, right? She's pretty old. I don't know how old she is, but. Hoda Kotb. Kotb. K-O-T-B. Um, 56. Yeah. Yeah. So. Again, just like Savannah Guthrie, well, I was going to I was going to do this with my kid. But then I remembered the CDC and Dr. Fauci said I can't. So I didn't. So I slapped a mask on a kid who's just trying to enjoy the zoo. Well, what the hell's wrong with you? Again, who's the parent? Are you Hoda or is Dr. Fauci the parent or is the CDC the parent? I, I just have any respect for any parent who surrenders their own autonomous relationship with their child to right. the state. You're, you're scum. I'm sorry. I have no respect for you. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, Now, if there's anyone who's almost as sick as the uh, unmasked parents who mask their kids, um, it's politicians trying to bribe you into taking the jab. When I originally saw uh, the story of Ohio Governor Mike DeWine this week, I thought it was a joke. It is, in fact, serious. Uh, Mike DeWine announced Wednesday that teenagers who get the vaccine will be eligible to win a four-year scholarship to any Ohio State University. Adults who take the vaccine will be eligible to win a million dollars in a weekly lottery. We will announce the winner of a drawing of all those 17-year-olds and under who have been vaccinated, and the winner will receive a full four-year scholarship to any one of our state 
universities. We will announce a winner of a separate drawing for adults, adults who have received at least their first dose of the vaccine. This announcement will occur each Wednesday for five weeks, and the winner each Wednesday will receive $1 million. Oh, God. They're going to do a publisher's clearinghouse uh, style visit, and the person's going to be dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gone. They uh, they passed away from unknown reasons. Uh, no lawsuits forthcoming against uh, against Moderna or against, uh, you know, Johnson and Johnson, any of them. Um, <laughs> I guess the best I can say is, uh, well, at least this is a carrot instead of a stick. But you think, uh, OK, but how is he paying for the carrot? He's paying for the carrot by stealing from you. So, yeah, yeah. not great. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's good to incentivize stupid people to take a vaccine that may kill them. At least the, the, the best thing I could say about this one, too, is that at least it is a uh, it's more of an enticing prize. A million dollars full ride scholarship. Those are big prizes. Uh, the morality of this is pretty questionable to me, but those are big prizes. The people who are making their decisions based on whether they get a free beer or a free burger, that that's the donut, case. A single donut that costs right. like 30 cents. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so Bill de Blasio, the mayor in New York City. Oh, don't make me watch this. It is. OK, if you're the sort of person like I kind of am that is really sensitive to hearing people chew and eating noises, oh. lower your volume a little bit because this outright disgusts me. But. Bill de Blasio was trying to sell New Yorkers uh, on getting the vaccine because if you do, you get a voucher for a free burger or fries at Shake Shack. Free fries when you get vaccinated. Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this? You delicious fries? Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this. I want you to look at this and think about, again, some people love hamburgers, some don't really want to respect all ways of life. But ah. if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mmm. Vaccination. Mmm. <laughs> I'm getting a very good feeling about vaccination right this moment. Mmm. I can't oh, wait. God. What is the worst part about it? Is it the signing guy who's like, I didn't even I do pay that attention to, my to him. Baby. What was he doing? I, I wasn't he was even like looking signing, at chewing, you know. God, was he making the insufferable noises too? How many deaf people that lack the ability to put subtitles uh, are actually watching this? <laughs> if if you are the deaf guy watching the uh, watching the press conference, um, you lucked out that you didn't have to hear Bill De Blasio on that one. But again, why is any of this necessary? the The original premise to this entire saga, going back a year, was of course that we have to keep hospital resources available and manageable for sick people hospital resources are plentiful we do not have overwhelmed hospitals we have declining cases we have declining deaths in other words voluntary vaccination is working just fine so why are they so hell-bent on you getting the vaccine whether you want to or not questions to consider in making your decision now as you mentioned um, this has been a traumatic experience for the true believers, this reversal in mask policy. Uh, on Thursday night, Rachel Maddow was confused about how she was going to rewire her brain 
so that she doesn't see unmasked people as a threat to her anymore. Part of it is that I feel like I'm going to have to rewire myself so that when I see somebody out in the world who's not wearing a mask, I don't instantly think you are a threat (laughs) or you are selfish or you are a COVID denier and you definitely haven't been vaccinated. I mean, we're going to have to rewire the way that we look at each other because the CDC's guidance, which she just told me, we are sure, is that if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask except in very specific circumstances. And so that means as we change that as a country, we are going to look at each other differently and have to unwire our preconceptions about what a mask or a lack of a mask means. President Biden actually and Dr. Fauci both spoke to that today, asking for people to essentially be patient, be compassionate, give people respect for whatever they decide on this front, because with these with this changing guidance, we're going to now have changing norms and we got to give each other space to have feelings about that um, as we go through what's going to be a big change that's going to create a lot of visceral um, a lot of visceral reaction and a lot of us just in our day-to-day lives. <laughs> I need some time to deal with all the people that haven't been propagandized in the way that I have been. Like, yes. like what is she talking about? I need to, I need to deal with that emotionally. I need to process that emotionally. I have to process emotionally that other people make decisions different from me. What should be the yeah. default respecting other people's choices is now a trauma. Now it's uh, this, 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 horrible experience that she she needs time to uh, process through and get through and really think about. And we mentioned this earlier. There was another case of this, but don't you just love how now that the guidance has been reversed or at least vaccinated people aren't expected to wear masks anymore. Suddenly it's time to respect other people's choices before we had this moral (laughs) duty to (laughs) accost and harass unmasked people into compliance. But now if someone wants to wear a mask, despite CDC guidance that they don't have to, um, well, that's just a, that's just a personal choice that should be respected. Just that person will get to it on their own time. You need to leave them alone. Uh, Fuck that. I say we should start accosting people wearing masks as science deniers. Fair's fair. Yeah, for real. They, they act like we're just going to forget about what they've done. You're right. Fair is fair. I'm this is coming how you around. get down in the mud. I'm coming around. Yeah. Um, like, I'm going to forget this. All these people that were dicks to me during this whole thing. I will not forget. Yeah. You right wing COVID idiots. I like the term branch COVIDians. The only thing I don't <laughs> like about it is that um, people like Rachel Maddow and David Hogg are definitely uh, they're way more culty or cultist yeah. than the actual branch COVID, uh, Davidians. Branch Covidians are a real cult. Branch Davidians were onto a few <laughs> things. They were right about some stuff. I, I don't. What I disavow stuff? the alleged pedophilia that occurred. Um, yeah, but that's they, not great. Yeah. You know, they were right about a lot. Government um, mostly. Yeah. Now. Rachel Maddow's twin brother, David Hogg, as you mentioned, he openly admits he's wearing uh, a mask for partisan signaling. We had just talked about this the other week. Remember, New York City leftists were overheard saying, listen, I'm vaccinated, but I don't want to take off my mask because I don't want to appear to be a conservative or a Republican or a Trump supporter. That was sort of taboo. That was private conversation between people overheard. David Hogg is outright saying it publicly. He tweeted, quote, I've. I feel the need to continue wearing my mask outside, even though I'm fully vaccinated, because the inconvenience of having to wear a mask is more than worth it to have people not think I'm a conservative. Is it really that valuable to have everyone know your political ideology upon first glance? But 
What else? You're just openly admitting that the mask is not a scientific function for you. And forgive and it's me all if, emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive me if I if you're telling me today that the mask is of no scientific value to you, it's just to signal your politics to other people. Uh, I'm going to say that probably was the case the entire time. It was not a science driven decision for you. You were just doing it so you could advertise. You might as well, you might as well have written. I'm a great person on the mask. <laughs> I'm so great. Yeah. Look at me. But he's not telling us anything we didn't already know. We knew this was an emotional issue from like the second week. Yeah, you, you could infer this a uh, long time ago, but now they're just coming out and saying it. And we've known all of this the whole time. Of course, we were called science deniers previously. We ha- Maybe I don't want to confront people in public. I don't know. I'll have to think about my principles on this. But the accusation Why? of science denial has to be reciprocated because these yeah. people are the science deniers now. If... The CDC is the official arbiter of the science as trademarked by their uh, their uh, their experts over there. Now, um, on the topic of what's next, don't get too comfortable. An emailer sent me uh, this article and said, uh, watch out because the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle virus is uh, a variant is coming. And I like that phrasing. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle variant is on its way. Uh this is uh, this week that the WHO classified the triple mutant variant from India as a global health risk. <laughs> Existing vaccines are still considered effective for the moment, but there is some evidence that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle variant may actually evade vaccine protection. So as far as what's next, the question is, are we going to revive coronavirus with the ultimate mutant variant or are we on to the next manufactured crisis? I would like to think they're more mm-hmm. creative than this. Coronavirus, but this is working. They tend to go with what's working. Mm. Coronavirus was crafty. I will give them that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely didn't see it coming. But it's so. I I think that now that people are tearing off the masks, I think it may have outlived its usefulness. I think they probably saw the writing on the wall and they think, well, as a control mechanism, this is fading. We got to bail out uh, some of our political scandals at the moment. So it's not. It's fading at all. Uh, People are getting vaccinated in mass, and then they'll have. Other variants, they'll have boosters. It's the vaccination. That's the goal. Hmm. Yeah, we we shall see. And maybe it will be this. Maybe it will be the mutant variant that inspires all the same people to be lining up for the vaccine just as hungrily come September, October. They'll announce a variant and they'll release the vaccine a week later. And if you don't take it, you'll be called a science denier. That's where we're heading. Exactly. Yeah. And we have no idea what it's going to do to pregnant women, too. I mean, how do we know that it's not going to cause generation two infertility or something like that? Like data for, for some vaccines doesn't come out for decades and decades. We have no freaking idea what this is doing to us. We will. I, I think future generations, uh, whether the vaccine has long term effects that were unforeseen, we'll find that out. I really think that this generation of, of kids, school age kids are going to be so screwed up socially in many ways, especially I'll never forget. Um, one, one, I wasn't there for it to happen, but I was told about this at least. And it it really spoke to me about how much, how much damage and conditioning we've done, not just to ourselves, but about the kids. My wife was telling me at work, she was spotted by a a young child, six, seven years old, not wearing a, she wasn't wearing a mask. The, The child spotted her points and screams like she's a like she's a big threat and 
to have conditioned a generation of very young children in a developmental stage to believe that the sight of a, of a stranger's face, just a friendly stranger's face at the grocery store is a threat that you should run away from. That's so upsetting. Well, that's a, I guess stranger danger might be a good thing to teach kids, but that's a, that's a new level of it, I suppose. Man, what are we doing? We'll find out. Give it about 20 years and uh, perhaps we'll have a front porch view of what happened. We are uh, we're due for a break. Next up, I want to talk about the the developing theories on the origins of the virus, which are getting juicier and juicier. We'll see if Susan allows it. I hope so. Um, it's heading in your direction, I see. Yeah. Or you're but, heading in, in the direction of this. Yes, it's getting that. very interesting, but we should um, we should take a break and I. We'll open up the treasure chest for our friends on D Live. Thanks for hanging out over there, guys. Uh, are we good over there? Uh, I don't know if I have any chats. I can check. Let's see. What oh, we can got. I get into YouTube? Yeah, are you good to go? Yep. Anderson Bush says, "Blonde, you've said taxation is theft. It is. That's not in Catholic natural law theory." Those tasked with the care of the community have that right. But personally, I feel that our government has lost its legitimacy. Um, if the government used our tax dollars for legitimate purposes uh, and I felt like I was receiving some commensurate benefit from my tax dollars, I would not care. I genuinely would not give a shit. It, it's because the government cannot be trusted that I believe that taxation is that. Well, that's not really true. I think that on principle, it, it is theft. Yeah, but, it fundamentally is, but I think we should still, I understand that it fundamentally is and that it's at some level, a, a necessary reality. It's going to have to happen to pay for some level of, of public good in general. It should be minimized. Not if there's no government. Well, maybe we'll get to that. But at a bare minimum, it should be out of the hands of the federal government. You should at least maximize the consent component of being able to leave. If the state right. of Montana wants to tax me into the ground, I should have the option to pick up and move to Idaho or Wyoming and uh, have at least some way to opt out of either oppressive taxation or taxation that's spending on things with which I don't agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Holden Mulray. Hi, truth seekers. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. God bless you both. Thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you. Amanda just introduced a friend to your show and she's upset. I didn't share it sooner. Keep up the great work. You too. Your show has been a bright spot in my life for well over a year now. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you so much for bringing people to the show. It's the best thing Thank you can you. do. Yeah, absolutely. Mark, Appreciate it. Mark Allen, check out Glock seven popularized in die hard Two, supposedly a purely porcelain gun that could not be detected by x-ray. I was 25. This mm. BS actually had normies believing there was an undetectable firearm. Seriously? A porcelain Glock. Well, What's this bit about? It's over From my head. Die Hard too. There, there was a porcelain Glock in that movie. I've only seen the first one. I gotta look. Um, Boogeyman nine one seven. Now tell me again how we can cut the number of murders by more than half. Hmm. <laughs> a lot of masks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is true though. The Glock seven is a fictional uh, pistol, supposedly made entirely <laughs> of porcelain, that apparently appears in Die Hard too. What a bunch of retards. Hmm. It'll just blow up as soon as you eject a bullet. I, I wouldn't want to test shoot it. That's for sure. No. Uh, Mojack420 Blonde, have you thought about interviewing Jim Rizzoli, but Susan won't let it fly on YouTube. Also, is 
is the greatest story never told on the movie list. You know it's not. We can't talk about that. Why did I read that super chat? Thanks, Mojack. Thank you. Well, Carrying on. Hearted says, Togate, what will Matt do years from now when he has to play the Scando version of the Tooth Fairy? Will he just toss the tiny Snow Apes baby teeth elite flannel game tonight, by the way? That's a that's a good question. You might have me on that one. Is the is the Tooth Fairy, the concept and the practice, is that immoral? You'll be happy mm. to know that I have put in the order for the toe. So it was still in stock. I'm having somebody call tomorrow, and if it's there, he's going to do some haggling. But okay, I so put in the final. order to the person. Gotcha. No, no, but I have decided, if possible, that I will buy that. Do we get to see it on the stream? Hell yeah, you get to see it on the All stream. Right. All right, we'll do this. I'll take it out and show you the cross section, and <sighs> we'll do all this stuff. I wonder if we're allowed. Does that count as gore? Are we allowed to do that? I don't care, because we're hmm. going to do it. I, I get comments on my Instagram all the time about the toe. People are very opinionated about this, which kind of surprises me in both ways or what? What's yeah. People are like, that's so immoral and disgusting. Hmm. It's like, I didn't go up to somebody and chop off their toe. Like a woman got too fat and she lost the toe. I can tell she was so fat that she couldn't even clip her own toenails. On the other side, if I found a severed head on the side of the roadway outside my house, I probably wouldn't put it on the shelf. Yeah, but (laughs) it didn't kill her. And you okay. would have to turn it over to police. All right. And she consented to the operation and presumably to have the pathologist's office sell it to an antique store. I've made my position known. We'll have to hash this out on the Wednesday. <laughs> you stream. haven't made your position known. The last time we argued about this, you were just like, it's gross. <laughs> that is not what I said. I said <laughs> selling body parts for recreational purposes is a slippery, slippery slope. slope. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Kaylee Isaroff says, and I should not have said Wuhan is bogus. Pretty sure I had it in December 2019, but it sure isn't the Ebola-like virus they're all making it out to be. I know hmm. it pained me to have to say this, but coronavirus is real. Not only However, is it real, it was made by Dr. Fauci, as we'll find out. Probably, yeah. But I, <laughs> we, I got it and I was like, well, this is what we shut the whole world down over? This is yeah. it's just, just the flu, bro. Uh, Daniel Kunkel, unsurprisingly, we've gone from peace deals between Israel and Muslim nations under Trump to an apparent shooting war between Israel and Hamas under Biden in less than six months. What's next, I dare ask? We have we decided not to talk about this tonight, which is going to be an unpopular opinion. But I mean, my opinion on this Israel-Palestine conflict would probably get us kicked off YouTube. Um, uh, it- my general, if you want my, my 32nd opinion is uncontroversial. If you shoot rockets at a country, I think they have a, a right to defend themselves, of course. But this gets really hairy because what is the response? You want all kinds of U.S. involvement? You want all kinds of U.S. funding? All right, this is not, this is not my battle. It's not our battle. Um, and I don't think that that's particularly controversial. But at the other I mean, side nobody of it is... Nobody except for Sticks is talking about how Palestine is an apartheid state right now. And these these children are just getting bombed out. We're just supposed to do nothing. I mean, how how much funding have we given to Israel? Well, I, I'm not in favor of massive amounts of foreign aid, period. And I think that yeah. we that's something that has to be discussed about uh, our foreign policy in general. Um, but as far as the specifics of that conflict... That is not my area of expertise either. I'm not going to sit here and give you a history lesson about the settlement of uh, of the region and about um, who has the right to what land and about 
who who started what and all of this. It's just not my area of expertise. So in addition, I did find a worthwhile charity though. <laughs> dare I ask? It is the Palestine Children's Relief Fund, but it goes to helping helping their trauma, like their physical trauma, emergency surgeries and such. Uh, are you double sure about that? <laughs> I don't know the yeah. charity. It's just there's a lot it's of not, things. It's not going to Hamas. There's yeah. a lot of things hidden. Uh, yeah. Under surfaces uh, in that particular region as well. Pretty good about it. Mm. Um, but, you know, I never give money to charity. This Unless I think, it's Indian dogs. Well, I, Palestinian children, Indian dogs. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm fine with my decisions. Fine. <laughs> okay. uh, let's do a few more. Um, oh, this actually scrolled to the top. Do you have any on D-Live? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. We have Jared uh, just uh, contributing. Appreciate that. Thank you for supporting the show. Over on Trovo, um, C2K says, I'll start the uh, prodigal son's name off. George Floyd defensively Susan Christensen. That's a great name. Congrats to both of you on having a they them and save me a slice of the rainbow cake. I've changed my babysitter gift. I'll now be sending you some puberty blockers. Thank you. It's very era appropriate. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Chubby Stubby um, says, just pop it in during the vacation in Lake. Is it Lake Siskiyou? How do you pronounce that? Mount Shasta, California. Uh, have some support. Service is spotty, so I can't watch the show. Well, thanks for keeping the show operational. It's much appreciated. And we got Chubby Stubby gifting subs as well and casting a spell. Appreciate that. Um, are you done on YouTube for the moment? Yeah, we can we can circle back. Okay, let me uh, check in on Tippy Stream and then we will... Uh, We'll get back into the news. Let's see. Bosefis says, Matt, congrats on the sun. May I suggest the name Kevlar Christensen? Had not considered that one. Blonde, uh, the Brittany Pettibone interview was great. Uh, Whatever happened to the other right girls like Ash all day or that Mormon chick with all the kids? Who's Ash all day? I don't don't know who that is. Um, Ayla... Wife with a purpose, um, just had her seventh child. Hmm. So I'm sure she's just doing family stuff. I mean, I can't imagine having seven children. So it's not like she's got all this time. And for some reason, people went after her just harder than other people on the right. So hmm. maybe she just uh, decided to be with her family. Phil says the uh, GOP kicks Liz Cheney out of power and then brings in someone worse. Yeah, I, I haven't looked a lot at Lee Stefanik, but I'm not based on what I've seen. I have some questions. Uh, but that said, I'm not that I'm not particularly interested in the Republican Party necessarily either. So anyway, as usual, uh, grabbing defeat from the jaws of victory, uni uniparty behaving as expected. Yeah. Uh, Phil also says congrats on the sun, Matt. Just a few more and you'll have to start your own Viking raiding party well i can put that toy wooden axe to use i can make something cool out of that right away yeah. that'll be fun um blonde uh sorry uh christian like the religion thank you uh blonde said or blonde i'd like to recommend that you try to interview kim coulter she's based and pregnant sounds like your type kim there you go coulter. phil says rochelle walensky is yet another early life <laughs> wait i gotta be careful with phil um <laughs> <laughs> Rochelle Walensky is uh, trying to browbeat others into submission. I honestly hate to say every single. <laughs> I honestly, uh, Phil has um, suspicions about Rochelle. That's all. Um, appreciate it, Phil. 
Uh, bewildered conservative. No, no, bewildered conservatard. Excuse me. I know Blonde really likes to shit on China, but even literal Hitler had good things to say about Chinese culture and history. <laughs> I'm coming around on China. I am not, but uh, I'll, I'll always hear the case. Instead, uh, look at China as an example of what happened when a high IQ traditional society gets conquered by communism. That's, a, that's another way to look at it, too. There are a lot of things that I respect about Chinese culture. I will say that. Uh, well, we've, we've, we've talked about a few of them, I guess. I will have to agree to disagree. But um, anyway, moving Dying on. Dying for Can- that number two spot, Chinese. <laughs> Climbing the ladder. Yeah. Canadian Egg says David Hogg doesn't have to fear that people will think he's a conservative. No one would ever confuse him for someone with a brain. But <laughs> No one would ever confuse him for someone with a lot of things, uh, testicles, uh, various male anatomy, yeah. you know, a spine, perhaps. Thought crime dim fool says the past has never been altered. Uh, not wearing a mask was always a sign of virtue. Not wearing a mask has always been a sign of a true believer. George Orwell, a peaceful divorce is impossible and running away won't save us. We win or we die. You know, um, that's going to be one of the themes that comes up in the They Live review later, which is one of the reasons I loved that movie. So So we will talk about that a little bit later on in the show because those are exactly the themes that are in it. Okay, let me find where we left off. Um I want to talk about the origins of the coronavirus and there was some new information uh, coming out this week. And of course, before we move on to the next manufactured crisis, uh, which we don't know what it'll be, but we'll see. I'd really like to understand the last one. As far as coronavirus went first, it um, first, of course, we heard that it, it came from bat soup at the wet markets. Right. And then it became OK. It, it may have come from the virology lab. Uh, that just so happens to be in Wuhan. But even if it did, it must have been some kind of accidental leak. That's kind of where we are now. Yeah. Soon it's going to be, okay, it wasn't an accidental leak. It was purposefully released. Purposeful. But this was all on China. It's not like the U.S. had anything to do with it. Mm. And then the final stage will be, okay, It actually the U.S. taxpayer paid for it. That's <laughs> what we will reach soon. Yeah. Now, to be clear, Susan... Uh, I'm I'm making many leaps ahead there, and many of those leaps are yet unproven. But there is circumstantial evidence to believe that may be the case, and I'm just commenting on the trajectory of the fact pattern here. So Tucker had a great piece on this story on Monday, uh, and it was expanding on this piece written by Nicholas Wade. Nicholas Wade is the former longtime science editor of the New York Times, uh, and the central idea is this: there's there's plenty of evidence that the virus originated at the lab. Um, The first people known to be sick with the virus were from the lab. And the lab deals in what's called gain-of-function research. So taking animal viruses like coronavirus, uh, coronaviruses from bats, for example, and then manipulating them to infect humans. That practice, gain-of-function research, manipulating animal viruses to infect humans, that was banned in the United States in 2014, as was NIH funding for it overseas. That funding moratorium lasted for three years until 2017. Um, However, that, that funding moratorium and that research moratorium contained an exception that could be exercised if the head of the funding agency... In this case, Anthony Fauci and the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases 
determined that the research is, quote, urgently necessary to protect the public health or national security. Uh, That could mean anything. So if the head of the funding agency, this is hypothetical. Again, hypothetically, I'm not accusing Dr. Fauci of doing this. (laughs) But if there was money that he wanted to send to a Chinese virology lab or anywhere else to do the sort of gain of function research that couldn't really be done in the United States, it could be done simply by saying there's some sort of urgent national interest in doing it. Now, direct funding of the Wuhan Virology Lab is disputed, but what is true is that the NIH gave grants, at least for gain-of-function research, um, what is true is that the NIH gave uh, a grant to an organization called the EcoHealth Alliance, which was doing gain-of-function research on coronaviruses and in turn subcontracted with the Wuhan lab, specifically to Dr. Shi, who is known as the Bat Lady at the oh, Wuhan right. lab, who was she working- on gain of function. I don't know if what her current or status is. I don't probably know. Dead. And she was she was working on gain of function research at the Wuhan lab. So U.S. taxpayer money absolutely made its way to the Wuhan lab for a variety of reasons. But arguably, even for specific gain of function reasons, it's just if it did in this case, it went indirectly. Oh, we didn't give them money for that. We just gave it to this other right. guy who gave the money for that. Okay, so whether whether there was direct funding is disputed, whether it whether the lab, the Wuhan Virology Institute actually created this particular coronavirus, COVID-19 in general, that's unknown. Whether the virus leaked or was intentionally released, also unknown. But we are dealing with people who are pretty comfortable and flexible with uh, their explanations of the truth. Rand Paul asked Dr. Fauci about this funding this week and Dr. Fauci flat out denied it. He said there is not and has not been U.S. funding of gain of function research at the Wuhan lab. Gain of function research, as you know, is juicing up naturally occurring animal viruses to infect humans. To arrive at the truth, the U.S. government should admit that the Wuhan Virology Institute was experimenting to enhance the coronavirus's ability to infect humans. This gain-of-function research has been funded by the NIH. The collaboration between the U.S. and the Wuhan Virology Institute continues. Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan? You are entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute Do they fund Dr. Barrick? Okay, so at bare minimum, it is undisputed that Fauci's organization, the NIAID, gave $3.4 million to EcoHealth Alliance, and EcoHealth used that money to hire the virology lab in Wuhan to conduct genetic analysis of bat coronaviruses. We also know that that lab was doing gain-of-function research. Now, it's unclear. In fact, I, as far as I can tell, unlikely that research ever actually happened because the money for the lab wasn't delivered or wasn't operational, wasn't in effect until shortly before the outbreak itself. So... Again, Susan, I'll emphasize this evidence is all circumstantial. Uh, It's not conclusive. (laughs) At best, Fauci is really stretching the truth, though, and saying that that there was no NIH or NIAID money that went to this uh, Wuhan lab. Indeed, specifically for gain-of-function research. Uh, At worst, he's outright lying. And 
I have my suspicions about what yeah. might be true in this case. You have all the evidence over time pointing more and more at that lab and not at bats in soup at the wet market. And all this time, of course, we thought the WHO has been scrambling to protect China and all the world's interests have been scrambling to, pr to protect China. You wonder how much of it may have been scrambling to protect U.S. officials playing loose with U.S. law and regulation and indeed the truth itself. Uh, I'm not saying that Dr. Fauci made coronavirus. <laughs> really? He definitely maybe made coronavirus. <laughs> now, just again, just things to keep an eye on that your mainstream media has absolutely no interest in investigating. These are circumstantial pieces, not making conclusive accusations. But uh, it sure does explain a lot. And um, I think at this point, they're like, what difference does it make? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. What difference does it make if we paid for coronavirus to be developed in a Chinese yeah. lab that was then unleashed upon us intentionally? I know. I mean, that's uh, that's end of days shit right there, if that's what actually happened. Um, OK, moving on. Assuming Susan is still allowing the stream. Uh, what happened with the pipeline? What's the current status? It's back up and running or what? No, I mean, not quite. Um, it's eased up today. A thousand stations on the East Coast received the supplies that they needed. Uh, so Colonial Pipeline is currently shipping at normal rates, but it's going to take some time for the supply chain to fully catch up. There's this um, app or this firm called Gas Buddy. I guess they're doing tracking on all this. And in Washington, D.C., about 70% of stations were still empty as of this morning. I think like 70% are out, flat out. In D.C., yeah. Wow. Um, elsewhere, more than half of the stations were still out in North Carolina, a little less than half in South Carolina, Maryland, Virginia, and Georgia. So it's taken a little while. It'll be a bit. Uh, and they ended up paying this ransom, which we'll talk about it in a second, but I'm pretty sure Joe Biden, instructed by Joe, Joe Biden, right? What do you think? So the official story is the pipeline company paid the hackers $5 million, right? Right, which is an incredibly low ransom. I'm, I'm getting very tinfoily about this. Maybe I'm, I'm just being paranoid. But they were like, we're not going to deal with any extortion attempts, blah, blah, blah. And then they end up paying it in cryptocurrency. Um, after Wh saying Which one did they no pick? Is it reported? Uh, no, I, I just saw cryptocurrency. Oh, damn. Undetectable cryptocurrency, which is <laughs> stupid. You can't detect it. Um, and once the payment was received, the hackers apparently provided the operator with a decrypting tool to restore the computer network, but it was too slow. So the company continued using its own backups as the system is being restored. Hmm. Um, I'm really skeptical that this was actually Russians or even that the hacking claim is true. $5 million. That's just like chump change. To these people. And if they folded so easily, you'd think you could uh, leverage them, get get that number a little higher if you really higher. wanted to negotiate. I don't know. Yeah. And I didn't see any sufficient explanations for why the ransom was so low. Um, one, one of the only explanation that I really saw was was like, well, if it was low enough, maybe they thought that they wouldn't attract government attention. It's like, are you serious? This is a massive supply chain failure. Do you think that the government's not going to notice because your ransom is only five million dollars? That seems stupid. Uh, I just don't know why it's so low. But I, I read this unnamed U.S. government and private security sources, unnamed sources. Every time I read that, I'm like uh, engaged by Colonial, told CNN, The Washington Post and Bloomberg that the Russian criminal gang Dark Side is likely responsible for the attack. 
Darkseid typically chooses targets in non-Russian-speaking countries, but describes itself as apolitical on its dark website. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if this is true. We had that caller on Wednesday who was saying like, yeah, this is feasible, but this kind of sounds like bullshit to me. Well, you can speculate. I mean, what what would be the political interests that would be achieved if this was not what it appears to be, which is a purely a financially motivated attack? Yeah. It, would it be to would it be to hurt Biden if there were politics in play or would it be to promote Green New Deal politics as some people were trying to do? You really could dress yeah. this up to make it serve any political interest that you wanted to. But for his part, Joe Biden is not he's not denying any knowledge, I suppose, of the ransom. He's just not commenting on the ransom. He outright refused a question from a reporter. And- yeah, to a Bloomberg reporter. And this was after um, a press conference or during a press conference where he literally answered every question. So <laughs> he cut it off question. here. Okay, here's the clip. Yeah, he's like, yeah. On the ransom, were you briefed on the fact that the company did pay the ransom? I have no comment on that. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. When he's out. Now, where do I go? Oh, God. Well, as far as the reaction to all of this and the uh, gas stations being out of gas and gas being in potentially short supply along the uh, East Coast and the Southeast, there were a lot of um, there's a lot of comedic relief. But it turns out that the lady filling up the plastic bags with gasoline, that was a viral YouTube video circulating. That's from 2019. It was not from this week. Really? Damn. Yeah. Kind of a bummer, but it doesn't matter. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission still tweeted out, do not fill plastic bags with gasoline. So thank you once again between the CDC and the U.S. CPSC. Nothing but federal agencies looking out for all of life's dangerous and tricky hazards for us. I don't even understand that. If if you don't have a gas can, then you certainly don't have a giant funnel. Yes, that would be the only way to get it into the tank if you were actually trying to do that. Idiots. I, I, I don't know. But um, as I mentioned earlier, to be fair, there's no way that I see to pin the pipeline hack on Biden. Uh, It's not like he was personally involved or he designed the pipeline company's cybersecurity system. But also, to be fair, if something like this happened under Trump, you know, the media tone would not be praised for the quick response to solve the issue. Um, It would be scrambling for any way to blame the president for it. So. Even though I can't blame Biden directly, I'm still going. Uh, I'm still going to enjoy a few scenes from the week. Now I can't see. I wasn't able to find the original source on this image, but man, don't you love it when a photo just perfectly captions current events? That's the one. You got guy at the gas pump with his Build Back Better Biden bumper sticker, mask on outside by himself, trying to fuel up his car with a uh, a gas pump that says "Sorry, out of service" on it. I wish I knew the full story on this, but. What is a great that a image. I think it's an Asian guy. I think. But it might be an Asian chick. Hmm. Can't tell. Uh, I also enjoyed this image of Wolf Blitzer uh, at the pump, enduring three consecutive days of no gas near his home. This, of course, was after the New York Times and the White House and others earlier in the week said, oh, no, 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 no. There's no shortage issues. What are you talking about? That's not a thing. Now, to be fair, of course, it wasn't a supply issue. It's a transportation issue. But I think Wolf would have had some more uh, pressing questions about the matter if it was a different president on this one. And then a, a gas station in Nashville 
made the best of a bad situation, putting up a graphic of Hunter Biden on their big electronic sign that says, I hope gas prices don't get too high. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Too high. See, there's uh, there's Hunter Biden uh, high out of his mind sitting in a bathtub. That's the joke. And we'll have to worry about that um, in an ongoing way, not just at the moment, because uh, regardless of the pipeline hack, we have increasing prices for all sorts of commodities. And that was the uh, the other news this week is just creeping inflation. Um, oh. In fact, inflation on a historic scale. What are we looking at? Yes, yes. Uh, the monthly gain twice what analysts had forecast. The medium, median estimate for the annual gain was 5.9%. So the producer price index measures prices received by businesses, and it's a successor to what is known as the wholesale price index. And it tends to track the consumer price index, which we talk about, uh, we've talked about before, um, which measure, measures price paid by customers. Um, the producer price inflation data <laughs> follows, I don't know why I'm laughing. This is really, really bad. The much higher than expected rise in consumer prices, which, you know, sent stocks falling this week. Oh, man. So excluding food and energy, which we will also talk about in a second. I love prices that. rose. It's like <laughs> food and energy. Well, I know that There'd that's, be like, to be fair, central. that's part of their index indices. They they yeah. make all, they do all kinds of different indices to uh, measure prices. So that's not uncommon, but you just love that journalistic perspective is see, if you, if you remove food and gas, it's uh, not things so bad. are just fine. Yeah. Other than the stuff you have to have and you buy the yeah, most of. Exactly. Yeah. So excluding food and energy prices rose 0.7% for the month and 4.1% for the year, which are well above estimated increases. Um, and I don't even know why they have this indices of excluding food, energy, and trade services. It's like, why even bother with that? Hmm. Um, excluding volatile food and energy prices, the core CPI increased 3% from the same period in 2020 and 0.9% on a monthly basis. And then this is the worst part. The increase in the annual headline CPI rate was the fastest since September 2008, while the monthly gain in core inflation largest since 1981 in our lifetimes yeah yes this is so bad i mean we knew this was going to happen no it's all cyclical it's all cyclical these things are all joe biden has nothing to do with it policy decisions have nothing to do with it it's all just cyclical these things come and go um the uh the washington post as we mentioned uh it's not just that they put out the numbers that exclude food and, and energy energy costs those are put out by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, but just the characterization inflation looks even tamer after removing the effects of volatile gasoline and food prices. It's not tame, though. Tamer. That's that's a weird characterization. Look how tame it is. It's not, though. It's actually mm. historically high. We're going to be okay. burning piles of dollar bills to heat our houses. Possibly to fuel our computers to mine Bitcoin or something like that. Yeah. Huh? All right. Uh, anything else on inflation? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Let's hop into I, I don't have much hoax hate, but I have at least an update. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, Shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? 
All right. This is uh, an update to the Amazon warehouse site under construction in Connecticut that we discussed a couple weeks ago. So recall at the end of April, over the course of multiple days, several ropes in what were reported to police as tied in nooses were discovered. Um, But police determined that the first one was categorically not a noose. That is the direct quote, (laughs) not a noose. And it looks like whoever was tying them got better over time. Later, um, the later tied nooses became, I guess they resembled nooses or the languages um, could be interpreted as nooses. So it sounds like someone was tying nooses at this Amazon site and they got better over time. The first one was crap, but it's sort of like practicing the graffiti swastikas. You might not get it right and it might look like a spider to start, but by the end, you've got it at least somewhat correct, if not backwards. But That's so dumb. Do you remember when Sarah Silverman said that she was seeing... um all those spray painted swastikas, but it turned out to just be some construction sign. Yeah, that was a classic. That was a great moment. It's like that. Well, remember the construction company building the site had pledged to uh, put its employees through a diversity and inclusion training. There was no demonstration on who did this. One would assume, I guess, that only the construction employees had access to the site. Who knows? I don't know if uh, it was open for Ahmad Arbery to jog through and check out or not. (laughs) But... I don't know what the access was. And, but now the, the update to the story is Amazon is offering up to $50,000 for information about these stupid ropes tied in their warehouse facility under construction in uh, in Connecticut. Though as of yet, there are no leads on who did it. And there's no confirmation that these were even nooses. There's not photographic evidence. We don't know what this looks like. We don't even know that they're nooses. Again, police said the first one, not a noose. The, the remainder could be interpreted as nooses that's the best they can do and that's worth up to 50 grand yikes honestly if you did this what do you think that are there is this even a crime if you're one of the workers on the site you can't be hit with trespass or anything like that if you're the guy who did this turn yourself in for 50 grand take a year off yeah yeah Yeah. i can't believe it's amazon says they're deeply disturbed by the incident why there were ropes tied in knots on a construction site. That's what we're talking about. Why don't about. they just say that this was not an incident? Why do they always have to be like, we're deeply concerned? I guess they're worried about appearing unsympathetic to the racial cause or whatever the fuck. But nothing happened. Because that would be the last straw for so many people with Amazon. What? They didn't take a strong stance against construction site plausible nooses. I'm done with Jeff Bezos now. I really enjoyed his service until then. Anyway, another um, in another case. Neither one of us could find what the graffiti was. I was very interested. No. Probably because, says cracker um, ass cracker or something. Yeah. Hardly any details on this one. I just wanted to bring it up because it's so rare. In Palo Alto, I don't even know how rare the graffiti is, but investigating it as a hate crime is rare. In Palo Alto, California, uh, racial epithets directed at white people were found written inside a park restroom and a hate crime investigation has been opened in the case. So, hey, uh, clap, clap to the Palo Alto I know. Police Department for their Look consistency. And I figured this must be really horrible if um, if anti-white graffiti makes news and gathers the attention of local investigators. But as we mentioned, alas, there is uh, no confirmation of what the slurs were. I didn't see any pictures, no reporting. On uh, March 21st, in a different park in the city, a racial slur directed at black people was found scrawled in blue spray paint on a concrete curb. So 
could be a self-hating white guy or a self-hating black guy, but if it was the same person, I'm I'm thinking it's someone more like Nobita is behind this one. Maybe he <laughs> Nobita. did Nobita. Oh. Yeah. And then uh, the 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 scourge of um, of anti Asian hate crimes continues. A uh, Trump supporter anti Asian hate crimes specifically, as we all know, is the trend. I knew um, you were going to put this in the outline with this uh, <laughs> caption because when I saw it, I was like, "It's her." <laughs> it really is. But on Wednesday, officially, according to the news uh, reporting, a tr- of course a Trump supporting homeless woman. I- I'm editorializing there. Uh, New York Post isn't reporting that, but we all know it's a Trump supporter who did this. Trump supporting homeless woman was arrested and charged with assault after attacking two Asian women with a hammer. This Trump supporting hobo woman allegedly approached the Asian women and told them to take off their masks and then swung the hammer, hitting one in the face. Now, apparently this Trump supporter is named Ebony Jackson, but I think that's just cover. I think that's diversion because obviously... This is Leslie Jones. Like that is, it is. that is a Leslie Jones doppelganger. If yep. I've ever seen one. Does anyone know what Leslie Jones was doing that night? Does has anyone searched <laughs> Leslie Jones place of residence for hammers with droplets <laughs> of Asian blood on them? Has anyone searched Leslie Jones apartment mm. for a MAGA hat? Yeah, you might find it. I think it was her. The, it really the resemblance does look, is uncanny. Yeah. It's a low resolution image, but man, just like the face, the profile, the body shape, that is, I could be convinced that was her 100% if someone told me it was. <laughs> me too. Okay. I have a little bit of surprise cringe for you before we get to the uh, movie review. Are I you ready? I, I, I bet so. you've seen this one. It was, it got a lot of traffic this week. Tell okay. me if you have. This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense Systems. It begins in California with a little girl raised raised by two moms. moms. Although I had a fairly typical childhood, took ballet, played violin, I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed doctor said she might never walk again but she tapped into my family's pride to get back on her feet eventually standing at the altar to marry my other mom with such powerful role models i finished high school at the top of my class then attended uc davis where i joined a sorority full of other strong women i needed my own adventures my own challenge and after meeting with an army recruiter i found it a way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling. <laughs> oh my God, she would get beheaded so fast. Beheaded in two seconds. Like, what, what What are they even saying? Like, they want us to have more people in the army raised by crippled dykes? Is that <laughs> something the like here? that? These Dude, are we're such um, a joke on the world stage. This is so hilarious. All I, of our military is going to be paused and like we're we're <laughs> trying to to posture on the world stage like we're some kind of, you know, formidable can we it's ridiculous get a YouTube series of Xi Jinping watches and reacts to American government employment <laughs> recruitment propaganda or oh, for all I know he's no. making it though. So who knows? 
uh, <laughs> these are, of course, recruitment videos for the army. There's a whole series of these. This is one of them in much the same style as the CIA videos that we saw just last week. The series is called The Calling, in which soldiers describe what brought them to the army. This, of course, is the case of Emma with uh, Californian lesbian moms and an improbable gay wedding. Now, a subtle part of the story. She says, if you, if you listen, she says her mom was injured in a car accident when she was six. She also said, at least I assume it was before the car accident, because on the left there with the love sign is her later injured in a car accident mom standing up at a gay pride parade with, with this love sign. She says, okay, so that must have been pre-accident, meaning this little girl was under six years old when these lesbian moms are taking her to be politicized at gay pride rallies in California. So I, I guess uh, that's great preparation for the army, apparently. And um, if you're curious, the, the video has an impressive ratio, though. Uh, 519 likes, actually 520 now, and 22,000 dislikes. And the U.S. Army has uh, gone ahead and disabled the comments, at least on YouTube. The other thing I noticed about this, the Calling series, you can go to the Army's page on it. And the Calling, there are five of these videos describing five different Army soldiers. Uh, no white guys. <laughs> There are no there are no white guys in the group. The calling there are no white men who are called to serve in the army. I, I have to think that's a deliberate choice, but Ugh, uh, I'm God, sure it was we're just such cool. a joke. <sighs> yeah, such a joke. Is anybody still afraid of America? We have a demented president and a military filled with fucking ninety five pound <laughs> chicks. When she gets to the uh, awesome. Chinese concentration camp, I, I can handle this. I, I was raised by two strong women. Yeah. Uh, and I went to a gay wedding when I was a teenager. <laughs> okay. I know. Does anybody yeah. in this country actually feel safer because of their women in the army? Uh, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to hear the case, I suppose. <sighs> good thing. Um, yeah. Good thing that uh, you can recall your. Very progressive upbringing when you uh, are forced to fight uh, foreign powers on a global stage. Anyway, um, okay, that's all I got on the uh, the surprise cringe. Of course, I do have the last piece of the show, which is uh, the They Live review, if you're ready yes. to talk about it. So uh, yeah. Uh, before we get Blonde's thoughts, uh, just a reminder that you can find my movie reviews in the columns page of my website. And on each review, you can submit your own rating of the movie, as well as uh, submit comments to tell me how wrong I am. And you can vote for the next movie as well. So, as we'll do each week, uh, why did you pick this movie? What about it uh, made it a selection of yours? Well, it's a personal favorite. Um, and it's memed in our circles to high heaven. Everyone can appreciate the commentary on an alien species <sighs> propagandizing society with subversive messages in media. Okay. Well, uh, as far as um, well, I'll, I'll go through what I what I uh, always do, which is the best, the worst, and my rating. Um, but I love this movie. Uh, compared to last Yay. week, I, uh, last week I was very negative and I hated that movie. I, I absolutely love this movie. Now, my opinion, uh, my opinion might be inflated by how relevant it is to current times. But then again, I thought, well, maybe it's always been relevant. And it's just ironically, we haven't had the glasses to see it until now, which yeah. made me love it even more. 
either way, I love this movie. Um, but the things I appreciated about it the most, uh, great writing. And I don't just mean that in terms of one liners in the script, though it did have that. Uh, I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble yeah, so gum. And life's a bitch and <laughs> life's a bitch and she's back in heat and all that. That, that it had it had great lines, but it had better themes. And what I really loved was the constant battle between Nada and Frank. And this is really the battle that we talk about each and every week. Should I pursue the truth and justice at all costs, even if it means that I die? Or should I just lay down to protect myself and my family? Now, in the end, in this movie, I think prophetically, the fight comes for everybody, even those of us who don't want the fight. Something to think about. Um, I loved... Obviously, I loved that it was about a man who died for his principles and it was a very respectable death. But the ending, even beyond his death, the great like middle finger to the powers that be on his deathbed. When I die, I hope it is with such spectacle. Mm -hmm. But um, but I loved the ending even beyond that. I love a good shocker before a credit roll. And this this movie has that. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um, loved the art style. And I know I'm going to get a lot of shit from people for saying that tremors had terrible effects, which I still maintain and giving credit to this movie for its effects. Uh, generally speaking, although like a lot of the drone stuff, there were some terrible effects in this movie too. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is I liked the art style a lot and it's not just about, um, realism or believability, it's about having something that is memorable. And when you think of they live, you're going to remember those alien faces. At least I will very distinctly. They're very bold. They're very cool. They're very flashy. Um, that's not always the case for every movie monster. Like I could yeah. sit down and draw you a, a napkin picture of they live. I don't know that I could do that for tremors or other movies. That's just my opinion on the aesthetic, uh, the aesthetic choices of um, the direction of the movie. Now the worst, um, really just nitpicky stuff. This stuff really doesn't this matter. This bothered me too. Yeah, are you talking about the marry and reproduce thing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, John Carpenter was a bit of a subversive, but I thought that I had what he meant to say clearly fleshed out in my <laughs> mind. Although he's made some statements that would lead me to believe that that's not what he meant to say, but this marry and reproduce thing really threw a wrench in it. I was like, why? I, I thought it was very odd. So you have all these control messages. You put on the glasses, you see them. Obey, consume, messages like that. One of the messages is marry and reproduce. And to me, mm-hmm. marriage and reproduction is a path to independence, freedom. It is not a path to slavery in the right. way that all the other messages were. So I thought that was a very odd choice. And I guess I'd li- I would like to hear the director or someone who worked high up on the movie explain just explain that philosophically. I'd be interested to hear what they have to say. Anyway, um, John Carpenter is a huge lefty. Aren't they all, you know? Yeah. Aren't they all these days? But, uh, I also thought it was just plot point. Interesting that you could shoot two police officers in broad daylight and just walk away. But you know, it's LA. So I guess that's, yeah. uh, that's not that unrealistic. The fight, the physical fight between Nada and Frank is quite long and it, it originally feels like it's just a wrestling exhibition. Look, we can do cool wrestling moves. Hot rod. Yeah. But you think about it and I know you had mentioned this point and I think it's, I think it's spot on. Um, you, you watch that fight and yes, it's annoying. Yes, it goes on way too long, oh. but it's, 
that fight feels like what it's like to to argue about the wage gap with a true believer. Like, you know, yes. just put on the damn glasses, Endless. dude. You have no point here. Put on the goddamn glasses and let's move on. It really is a struggle. Anyway, what 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 was your? I just saw something interesting in the live chat. Um, because they wanted humans to marry and reproduce with the aliens, they even showed oh, an interspecies sex example. What's wrong, baby? Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. That could explain it. They wanted it was like sense. a mechanism of in like of like mechanism. them taking over, basically. Was, yeah. Okay. That would explain it. That um, hadn't even occurred to me. I wonder why. Okay. Uh and then uh infinite ammunition. So they just have these lengthy gunfights and they're just firing off hundreds and hundreds of rounds. I don't think anybody ever reloaded in the movie, or at least rarely did. But yeah. um it still overall was great. It, it, yeah, it kind of has cheesy writing at times. Yeah, it kind of has um, uh, cheesy action and it's got that 80s vibe. But overall, I really loved it. And so I'm proud to say it is the first five out of five wiki rated movie for me. All right. We love you. You're very special. So highly recommended. Overall loved it. Uh, no, no substantive complaints. And if you haven't checked it out, uh, I think that you should. Now, next week is the original it's Alien so movie, 1979. Yes. I watched it last week because I knew it was going to win. And it so really held up. I will watch that this week. As far as this next, uh, the week after that, the nominations are My Cousin Vinny, Groundhog Day, Clueless, Blade Runner, and Terminator. I know it was pretty close before we went live. Dare I look now? Okay, not a lot of votes just yet, but Terminator has taken the lead. And Blade Runner's in second, Groundhog Day down in third. Nobody's voting Clueless, which is just fine by me. And uh, so if you you have a passionate opinion about what movie comes after Alien, head on over to the review on my website, the They Live review, and you can vote at the bottom of that uh, article. And I've added like, uh, I don't know, 20 movies or so to, to our list, to our running list. My strategy on the selection is I'll, I'll take the list that you make and I'll randomize it. And I take the top five and I'll put them okay. in the poll. So this like just because Terminator's in the poll this week, let's say it doesn't win. It might not be in the poll next week. That's next another week. thing to consider. If you really care, you got to vote because that thing might be out of the rotation for weeks to come. That's Something true. But it's not like Terminator 2 would end up in the next rotation if, you, no. if terminator 2 came up you would just replace it with terminator no I, so what i've been doing is any movie that's a series movie i just take the first entry and so we'll do that going forward um we'll watch them in order though not necessarily back-to-back weeks so let's say okay. we watch terminator this week terminator 2 will be eligible for nomination and into the voting mix though it could be depending on how people vote and depending what the random selection is it could be weeks or months until we watch terminator 2 have you seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Mm, I don't think so. Maybe. All right. Uh, that one's on there too. Okay. Excellent. Did was uh this is that Pee-wee? Like the Peter only Peter Rubens? Is it what didn't he didn't he do some didn't he get in trouble? Wasn't he like okay, a pedophile so or something? No. He got he got such a bad <laughs> rap. All he did was jerked off in a porn theater. Oh, that's what he did. Yeah, but everybody thinks he's a pedophile. He was just jerking off in like the second most appropriate place to jerk off. I'm he pulled the old Louis C.K. He really got defamed for what was a totally defensible jerk. <laughs> yeah. Um I yeah, for some reason in my head, like 
it, it goes to show, I, I don't know why, but people get that label applied to them. Like once that's yeah. applied to them, you just, you make that association. I'm not trying to make accusations. That's just the understanding in my head goes to show. Mm-hmm. Got to mm-hmm. investigate. Investigate all jerk off claims. Yeah. Seems fair. On that note. All right. Back into the chat and we'll call it a night. Sure. All right. Let me get back in here. Uh, let's see. The Cardinal says blonde looking gorgeous as ever. Matt looking like he's running for governor of California. Um, are you I know comparing people, me to Gavin Newsom or Caitlyn Jenner? <laughs> Which one? Yeah, really. <laughs> so many people have had opinions about my eyelashes tonight. So I will explain that I spent $30 on magnetic eyelashes that were non-refundable and do not fit and make me look like a prostitute. And I have to wear them to get my money's worth because I'm so cheap. And I'm going to throw them out after the show because I turned the camera on and I was like, Ooh, no, <laughs> too slutty. So they're going in the trash. $30 though, man. One time viewing. A lot of money. Long Donk John says, Matt was enjoying a nice quiet night watching They Live when I kicked down his door and announced I was there (laughs) to make love and chew bubble gum. I'm all out of bubble gum. I can't imagine he's the only person that sent that. I do remember it was a rude interruption, but, uh, but yeah, thank you. Incompetent hands. Chinese doctors on CNN can't don't decide when you enjoy freedom. The New York Times doesn't deem when it's safe for you to critically think. The White House only dictates the dislike button. Stay sane, but get angry. A eh? right on. Yeah, I think that's the proper balance here. Is I we gotta allow ourselves to enjoy uh, something of a return to normalcy, but not at the expense of forgetting the bullshit that put us in position to appreciate what should be the status quo. We're not supposed to look gratefully upon that. That's supposed to be our God given rights, Mm -hmm. not something that's taken from us and then given back because we were good boys or because there's political opportunism afoot and we need a, you know, some, some keys to dangle or distraction to satisfy the people while a bunch of other bullshit goes on. Yeah. Not good. Sir Garforth says, just wanted to say how much I appreciate you guys. The past five years has taken a huge toll on my mental health, but you guys help make it all right. Also, Matt, how many wikis does Space Movie 1992 get? Uh, well, first of all, thank you. And I'm glad to hear it. Appreciate it. And uh, second of all, that's one of the numerous infinite list of uh, movies that I've, I've never seen. So I wouldn't be able to tell you. My Manifesto, apologies. Sorry. Manifesto 52. You look great whether you're wearing makeup or not. Matt, you still need to add the Matt and I made love t-shirt. Oh, and please add the Princess Bride to the list. Princess Bride is on the list. I was told, I was speaking with some people today and they said, uh, don't be duped by the feminine sounding name. Great movie. So it is, it is a great movie. Hmm. Um, I don't have a design. I guess I haven't among the many moral questions with which I need to wrestle. One is whether it is ethical or moral to, purchase a toe for decorative purposes in your home. Um, the other is whether it is moral or ethical to sell Matt and I once made love merchandise. That question's easily answered right now because I don't have a suitable graphic. However, do I dare say that knowing that the answer will be the submission of uh, hopeful suitable graphics, which I may or may not want to see. Yeah. Um, yeah listen, uh, I, I'm if there are aspiring graphic designers, I'm always open to, considering but uh i don't know that i have moral clarity on that issue 
Uh, no one says, congrats on the boy, Matt. A boy to carry on your line. Also glad you liked They Live. Me too. One of my favorite movies uh, by my favorite director, unique, creative, and couldn't get made today. That's also true. Couldn't get made today. Hmm. Well, thank you. Um, thank you for the well-wishing. I appreciate it. Eric Nervik said, well, it's great to know the future of the Matt and Blanche show is secured for the next generation. True story. Uh, yeah. Do we start negotiating arranged marriage or how, how does this go? <laughs> yeah, really. It would never work out. It would never work out. Thanks, Zane. Is, <laughs> is Chad invited to the wedding of Emmeline and uh, Epitome? That's, that is the leading name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, choice yeah, we could go with that. Peter R. says, my wife said she wants to get a Brazilian wax. I told her to get a Gaza strip instead. That I, I, getting dare I ask what that actually is? I assume... It's probably very rough and kind of pitted out and not <laughs> looks like it's been bombed. Let's put it that way. I don't know. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Bill McPherson. Matt, love you, bra. Not in the gay way. Rebecca's thinking. Congrats on the little man. Arranged oh, marriages are legit. I'm lining up my uh, Slavic killer assassin buddy for my daughter due in four months. <gasps> oh, come on. How much older? Doing f- I thought she was due quicker than that. I thought she was due sooner than that. I must be mistaken. I thought for some um, reason I thought she was. Uh, yeah, like I thought Bill's kid pregnant. was really close, but maybe I'm mistaken. Anyway, uh, thank you, man, and all the best to you and your coming child as well. Mostly peaceful gun owner Matt and I once made love. He told me I could take off my mask, and I threw a tantrum tam- tantrum because I didn't want him to see that I am ugly as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose that might be part of it for some people who don't want to take off the masks either. Private Benedetto says, love the show. You guys Here are a few classic black and white movie recommendations for you. Hmm. The Maltese Falcon, the thin man, Roman holiday stagecoach and 12 angry men. I think 12 angry men is going to make an appearance. That was just referenced to me the other day. That's a movie about a jury that the whole movie is within the deliberation room. Mm -hmm. It probably would be up my alley, even though it's from like the fifties or something, but Hmm. I did put rear window on there too. You probably don't need uh, fantastic effects or visuals or production to make a movie about a jury deliberation, though, I mm-hmm. suppose. KJWBR says, blonde looking as hot as ever. Keep up the great work that both of you. Thank you. I appreciate that some are into my fake tan and my crazy eyelashes. I'm not going to look like this next week. Nicholas Van Neal. Woo flu was on its way since October 19, so it didn't come from nowhere. Look back uh, to now and or the last few months to what the next big thing is, wink, wink, Mideast. I don't know what direction they're going to go in. I mean, because it, it was such a surprise. Plandemic well, was not on my radar. To the Yeah, to the point that he's making, I think that is wise, that when one control mechanism is released, the coming one is pretty much already in the works. So rather than think about what might be coming, you look to what's going on now and you theorize about how that might be used to yeah control you in similar ways yeah i think you're i think you're right about the strategy on that democracy if it's illegal to forge the covid19 vax card because it's government issues wouldn't it also be illegal to claim you have said government issued card when you don't like claiming to be vaxxed when you're not hold on that made my brain so it's illegal to forge the cards, which somebody got right. somebody's being prosecuted for doing. I saw a story. Really? I, yeah. There's someone was issuing fraudulent proof of vaccination cards and is being prosecuted. Yeah. That's happening. But what's the rest of it? Because it was. Um, wouldn't it also be illegal to claim 
you have said government, oh, I see, government issued card when you don't like claiming to be vaxxed when you're not. So just saying that, you have a, that you're vaccinated, wouldn't that also be criminal? Oh, yeah. Like if you can lie on the card, why would why wouldn't you be able to or why would you be able just to lie to anybody? To claim you have said government issued card when you don't. Right. Like claiming to be vaxxed when you're not. Yeah. What would be the distinction between lying on a card? I right. guess maybe there's some legal distinction between lying on an official government form. It's probably yeah. a legal distinction there. But is there a, is there a moral one? Probably not. No. I don't think it's immoral. I don't think there's any moral consideration immoral, yeah. for the individual unless you're actively attempting to infect someone else. You're you're actively coughing on them. You're actively trying to give them the virus. You're entitled to your own health privacy. I, I, and we used to have laws to protect that sort of thing back in the good yeah. old days. Yes, we did. Grim turd. What about natural antibodies? Wouldn't those people not need the vaccine if businesses are going to hire a guard to check vax cards? 2020 chaos will look silly in comparison to anti-vax wrath. I know I've already had coronavirus. Why on earth would I get this vaccine? Why? I really hesitate to believe that they're going to they're going to do that, that any business is going to try vaccine guardsmen out front. But uh, maybe we'll see. I, I shouldn't be shocked by anything anymore. Knuckle hunky buck. I've always thought that I was a little bit crazy after the last year, seeing people who have the coof gotten vaxxed and still worn masks. Ugh, that's so stupid. I now know that I'm fully sane in an insane world. It's good to, it's good to be self-aware. Yeah, It's good to know your surroundings. Uh. Mr. Pels says, did you guys see the video I sent of the Chicago gang members smashing Antifa and BLM kids? Also five other States besides Arizona. Just agreed to a full audit. Trump will be back in office by 2022. Uh, that's not going to happen. I did I, not see that video. Did you? Uh, this is the video. Uh, the, at least what I saw was progressive protesters. Let's put it that way. Uh, Black Lives Matter Antifa people went into like uh, gang areas of Chicago and it did not go well. They were not able to demonstrate and destroy property as effectively. Now, as, what a surprise. Now, as, this was a really interesting question. I'm not predicting this, but we were talking about this uh, yesterday and I was trying to think what would happen. Let's say that definitive proof came out tomorrow in a series of states, say Arizona, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, say the five that he named who are doing audits. Let's say definitive proof came out. The election results there are um, fake. They were, they were fraudulent. They were manufactured. They're not real. What I, I assume the Supreme hell? court would have a say on that, but what do you, does that mean Trump is president? Does that, do you undo the inauguration of Biden? What do you do? I don't know the answer to that legal question. I don't know. This sounds highly delusional to me. I, I wouldn't forecast that, that, that that's going to happen, but I just wonder if it did, if it was undeniable proof that those states were stolen, what is the legal process? It's going to matter. The left doesn't care about evidence. Like what level of evidence would they have to be faced with to concede? It's never going to fucking happen. And, and we don't even have, have wonder, the Supreme Court in our camp. I have to assume that the Supreme Court would have the legal authority to settle the issue. Yeah. But would they? Yeah. To, to the what we saw in the fall and early winter, would they, would they actually even hear some of these cases? We saw them turn away cases that I think had some procedural merit. Yes. Would they turn away cases that had rock solid, indisputable evidence, indisputable proof of it? Probably. Um, pro- probably. I, I actually think they might, which would be very upsetting, but I, I, to the point you're making, I don't think we're going to get to that point. I, I, I'm definitely interested in hearing what these audits produce when they have some results to show. Uh, but I, I'm kind of 
just letting that simmer until I look into those uh, stories a little more seriously. Yeah. Um, to a, oh crap. I just lost my place to a edu. Um, says love you both. Thanks for another great show as always. Thank you for donating. Thank you, man. And, uh, all the best with your channel. Of course. I, I'm glad to see uh, things are going well. Polaris nine zero zero nine. It's been a while blonde. How did you get on Susan's good side? Your first episode showed up in my recommendation. Seriously. Wow. Oh, Side note, you're prettier now, and please don't bring back that end card. What was my end card? I don't even remember. It was low Is he talking like then. your your first? He's not talking first interviews of this series. He's talking first video first straight video. up. Yeah. I assume it must have been some janky graphics that were on I'm your sure channel at the time or something. Who knows? Even now, my graphics are pretty janky. Uh, if I'm going to come, come back, I should get some. I should get a graphic designer to do some stuff. Simple. Simple is nice. I don't. I think they look good. Christina Garlic, um, thank you for the weekly dose of sanity. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Christina. We appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Bravo, Victor. Greetings from the shot hole <laughs> of Burlington, Vermont, where the state and local mask mandate has been lifted, but still 90% of people are masked. Also, Franco did nothing wrong. I mean, we did talk about why that might be better. At least there are, are silver making, linings to that. There actually. are silver linings to that, yeah. 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 Uh, well, I don't know. Are there really? I mean, it, it does mean that they've been propagandized into a yeah. state of impenetrable fear. So there is that. But <laughs> at least the government's not making them. And, uh. Question mark? Man, you yeah. really got to dig these days to look for <laughs> things to appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Slosher, the CDC and government is trying to get ahead of the way people are already acting. States without mandates are doing better. So insisting on strategies that don't work undermines their authority. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. true too. Justice for poets. Hey guys, in the wake of everything that's going on, I just wanted to give you my love. My biggest question for Matt is, do you rotate your tires every oil change or is that excessive? <laughs> Thank you for inquiring. I uh, I change my winter tires and my summer tires every spring and fall, so I don't I don't rotate because I just don't see the Why? need. Um, I'm how many oil changes? Am I? I change my oil every five, so I probably only have like two oil changes seasonally. So no, you change I mean, every five thousand miles. Mm -hmm. Man, I, I take really I take really nice care of my lesbian mobile. It is it's right about to cross. A hundred thousand miles and oh, yeah. it is in pristine condition. I don't know. Yeah. My my Mazda, it's every seventy five hundred. It's in the manual. It's synthetic, I'm sure, if it's if it's oh, advising. Yeah. And I'm putting synthetic in mine too. So I you probably wouldn't have to, but I just like to stretch like it to, and stretch it. I like to keep that thing uh, in good tip top shape and it has been uh hasn't had any problems. I when I got that car it had twenty one miles on it. Now it's about mm -hmm. to cross one hundred thousand since twenty fourteen. You seem like the type of man that always has a clean car. 100%. And then my wife gets in it and it's full of like Cheeto crumbs or something like that. You know, <laughs> she's going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Yeah, no, uh, we're, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure that's a common dynamic for a lot of couples. I would say that we're not well matched on car cleanliness. That's, that's an obstacle. <laughs> But. Michael Tyler, ivermectin, uh, cheap off patent medicine could have been it could have negated lockdowns and need for vaccine. There needs to be a Nuremberg trial for World Health Organization, Fauci and pharma heads who held the world to ransom for a few billion. I agree, but not because of the covid deaths, uh, because of the unrelated, not unrelated, but because of the uh, kind of collateral damage that was done by the lockdowns. We have 
no idea how deep this might run. And we have yeah. we have little bits and pieces of all the controversies here. The yep. unnecessary deaths, which we do know about. We've seen data coming out. You had massively uh, increased overdose deaths in 2020. You had increased deaths of all sorts from your usual causes like heart disease. We know that beyond coronavirus, we had a, a huge amount of excess deaths in 2020. And per the story that we talked about earlier, how far are we away from a financial incentive? We know that potentially there was a desire to do this sort of gain of function research by skirting the rules on it and getting it done overseas by playing around with money. Were, were there financial incentives to do that? It stands to reason that maybe there might have been. And if, if it's true again, big if Susan, but if it's true that there were personal gains made by playing fast and loose with us law and indeed getting a lot of people killed directly or indirectly as a result of that gamesmanship. Um, well, uh, fire up the catapult. We hit that. Uh, yeah. Do process be damned at that point. At that point, I'm with the mob. Give me the pitchfork. Give me the pitchfork. Give me the, uh, give me the, um, the torch and, um, we'll get some mob justice going. If yeah. That is in fact I'm with true. you. I'm with you. Mob justice is the way forward. <laughs> Uh, that wasn't directional. Matt or Sam from Ohio says masks once a symbol of virtue are suddenly converted overnight into a mark of shame for those who won't vaccinate. Almost like marking invalids was always the goal. Mm. Um, who could have seen it coming? You I did agree. See that, that is the plan. That was a lot of the confused blue check messaging on Twitter over the weekend was how are we going to know? How are we going to check? Gonna We're going to have to mark people. We're going to have to have some kind of signifier. And the conclusion that a lot of them reached was, well, just keep wearing your masks, because even if you're vaccinated, that'll still tell everyone that you're such a good person that people don't have to look out for you. Well, it just tells me that you're a huge retard. Yeah, oh. I agree. <laughs> um, Based Keown, I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Um, my boy and I, first child born last September, are enjoying the show together. Wife loves you, blonde. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for the great show, guys. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Appreciate I'm sorry it. if I butchered you. your name. Paul redacted a big donation. I'm a man of my word, Matthew. Congratulations on the boy. I'm very excited for you. I implore you to look up Isaiah 64, 8 and consider your son. This has become my favorite verse, one I will live my life by. Be blessed, all of you. Thank you, Paul. It's very nice. I certainly will. And thank you for your support. We love show. you. You're very special. Rocking I'm going to look it up month. right now and bookmark it for later. 64.8. Do you have it up already? Oh, it's actually very brief. Yet you, you Lord, are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Oh, that's very interesting. Sweet. Hmm. For your son, Matt. Um, Rocky Mountain Monk. Can I get my brain re rewired so that when I see Rachel Maddow, I don't have the urge to throw up? <laughs> well, I, he, she and David Hogg are virtually indistinguishable, especially wearing a mask. <laughs> you could easily mistake one for the other. Yeah. So you got to get it for both. Far too hard, says. Blonde is dragging Matt down the rabbit hole, kicking and screaming. Yes, we are in our own very, our very own uh, they live fight. And and I'm going to get him. He's going to put on those glasses. This show is, uh, is it's always a push and pull on the rabbit hole. I've pulled you up the rabbit hole a few times, too. <laughs> I think generally you have. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, who knows where I would be if it wasn't for this podcast? Yeah, I think it's a good counterbalance. I think we keep each other in check. Yep. 
Texan devil dog. The more politicians try gimmicks, the less trustworthy they look. Also flew to Florida from Texas for a wedding. The airport between was like walking through a different country in between two free states. Yeah, mm. airports are its a terrible time to be flying. Laurel says, congrats on having a boy. Something about knowing the gender makes the baby more real. You have sleepless days ahead of you, but they're also wonderful days. Yeah, it's and, and uh, it doesn't change a lot for me, but it does change some of the choices we'll make as far as building a space for the baby. And it obviously my nothing will change about my parenting strategy in the short term because he's going to be an infant for quite some time. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not that I wouldn't have been happy to have a daughter. I, I would have, but I just, I feel like I'll have a, a an easier parental correct uh, connection with a son to start. I feel like it, it'll be more understandable. There's too, it's, for women. There's too many things about them. I don't understand. It'd be too much. Like talk to your mother, you know, ask your mother. Yeah. No, that's yeah. not how it goes though. Yeah. We'll see. Um, David Amber, criminal lawyer, says, I've almost never masked during the past 14 months other than a shredder mask from the Ninja Turtles when I had to go grocery shopping to highlight how insane this all is. Good on both of you, Matt and Blonde, for speaking up. We're trying. Well, thank you. I think you, we have and a lot I, of crazy times ahead. I hope you can defend the, the mask offenders in your profession because uh, some of them might need some of that criminal defense, I suppose. Um, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Long Don John says... Will we see videos of mass people being filmed, harassed, heckled, hit, or pepper sprayed as some genius going to invent a mask removal gun? They I did that, about remember? That. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we played it on the show. They dished it out. They better be prepared to take it. That's how I feel. Get you, ready. you know what? We could repurpose those can grabbers. You could just grab the masks right off their faces. That's what we should be doing. <laughs> it's only fair. The yeah. science deniers have to be met with uh, low forms of assault. That yeah. was the standard that was set. Uh, for the past few months. And now that you're denying science, I'm taking a little can grabber and I'm ripping that thing right off your face. <laughs> It'll be much easier than the other way around, I think. Yeah. yeah I Didn't you have like something. magnets and all sorts of shit? Oh, that gun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think the mechanism was, I can't remember if it was magnetized, but it was a mask and each of the strings had a small weight on it such that it would hit your face and the strings would then wrap around. Oh, and I yeah. can't remember. I think he only shot it at people who volunteered or did he shoot it at random people? I, hope I can't not. remember the premise of the video, but it's out there. And I remember, I can't remember if he actually shot it at unknowing or un- non-consenting people. But the premise of the video was you'd be justified in doing that because of these, these are horrible anti-mask, uh, you know, uh, just terrible people. Yikes. And I remember watching it at the video at the time or watching the video at the time and seeing the overwhelmingly positive reaction on YouTube, how everybody loved this. Oh, if I don't like the way this person is behaving, I should just club them in the head. Effectively. <laughs> God, idiots. Yeah. Ryan Cooper. If we had kept using the Starbucks straws, we could have, we could have thwarted the new TMNT variant. Oh, what's, what, what was the, what's the kept what's using the Starbucks straws. I don't know the reference on that. That one might be beyond me. Are we talking Am about paper I straws retarded. or does Starbucks have new straws? I don't know. I don't go to Starbucks. I never go to Starbucks. I'm Should sorry. I know this live chat? But thank you for referencing the TMNT variant. I appreciate that. And so does the emailer who brought it to my attention. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Okay. And then what? what is a Starbucks straws? Oh, I don't okay. know. That, that one I don't ah, know. Ah, okay. 
Um, oh, live chat is just telling me what the acronym for. Uh, Irish Nat says, Matt, grats on the little sir. Have you two anti-vaxxers heard how Webster made the Orwellian move to change the definition of anti-vaxxer to make it more inclusive? Yes, they now said anybody that's against vaccination legislation. What? That's what anti-vax means now? Like, if I don't think yeah. that you should be able to force it on people, that's anti-vax. It, that is in the Webster Dictionary. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. Wow. Stephen Sugars, Blonde says taxation is theft, and I agree. The communists come back with property is theft. How do you respond that to that? Um, if I didn't believe that uh, ownership of personal property was a thing, then how could I possibly believe that taxation is theft? Yeah, they would. it comes to a fundamental question of what is property. I think property yeah. is a resource plus labor. I don't think yeah. that just because something exists that everyone has an equal entitlement to it. Right, yeah. Um, That's preposterous so yeah so i i would that's what it would come down to a fundamental dispute about the definition of of property yep greg olson i work at a large mail order distribution company that won't be named as of now everyone is still required to wear masks but eventually well i have to wear a mask but vax people won't smile probably i mean that's probably where we're heading as a society yeah i wonder how long a lot of these businesses are going to hang on to this i know some businesses in town are not requiring their customers to wear masks anymore but are requiring their employees and it's like why what are we doing why? yeah I, so we'll see how long the weird inconsistencies hang on even my natural grocers which has like two trannies at the checkout nobody's wearing masks except hmm. for the tranny so she's still wearing a mask wait she uh, being biological male or female she's female but she's like going by a new name and her tag says they, them. So every time I check out with her, I'm like, have a nice day, ma'am. And I can tell it like really pisses <laughs> You're going to end off. up in the next video like that Popeye's one that we saw last week or the week before. Well, whatever. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, just be a lesbian. <laughs> okay. Uh, Laurel Stop says the boyfriend and I are in that compromise phase of the relationship. He's working on being less misogynistic and I'm working on being more racist. Just kidding. He's not trying to be less misogynistic. <laughs> Thank you, Laurel. Laurel. Oh, you're Laurel, doing you're well. So, you're so bad. Joshy boy, there's nothing immoral about the tooth fairy or Santa Claus off to tell their legends or, and leave it at that. Often myths serve a deeper purpose. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, is a tooth that falls out naturally the same thing as a toe that is m severed for medically necessary reasons? The great no, no, he's just talking about the myth of Santa Claus. Yeah, but my my question on the Tooth Fairy earlier was not about the morality of um, oh, gotcha, yeah, teaching legends or you know uh, uh, potentially false stories to your children. It was about whether you should uh, be exchanging body parts recreationally like that. So. Yeah, great moral question of our time: Is the Tooth Fairy immoral because it's wrong to trade body parts for? money i'm fine with it yeah i'll have to think about it it's a slippery slope kid sorry we're not playing this yeah, game i hear you it is a slippery <laughs> slope i'm with you but i'll stop after tooth after toe after <laughs> drunken head draw after... me the line i just need to know the line i need to think about that line yeah because there's not a human body part that like i i wouldn't own for display there's not uh, can, one where I, I would be like, that's one. too too far. I can think of one. Can you? Yep. Starts with an F and ends with skin. 
<gasps> You're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Everything except for foreskin, I think is I'm getting boring the, out. That's the one you can't. That's the one. Uh, Pierce Lord Phillips, blonde props for the next level braid and long lashes. We all need a bit of glamour in our lives. Cheers. Thank you. I don't know what compelled me to dress like this, but I'm surely going to get a text from my mom uh, later. <laughs> I'm not pulling this off. I'm holding Mulray. Look on the bright side, millennials. The last time we caved to overblown fear, neocons gave us the DHS, TSA, and Patriot Act. Yeah. By the way, what is the max distance you'll drive to avoid flying? God bless. I did drive with a newborn 17 hours to see my brother. And then the next time I flew because I was like, never again. I'm never doing that again. The last time I flew was September. And in ways, it was actually better and i'm sure it's worse now because the crowds are worse back then they weren't seating anybody next to you which was awesome awesome and they the mask rule was in place but i really milked the you know eat your pretzels at the slowest possible pace and nobody i wore the mask where i had to but you know i was able to get away with not a lot of the time so in weird ways flying back in the fall was great but i don't know if those reasons still hold up i'll have to find out i might fly Mm -hmm. somewhere this summer but that's yet to be booked Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a whole thing for a long time. Uh, YB Nick says, at its core, the Palestine-Israel conflict is a non-issue. The tangential but real issue is that we're funding one side. Pull all funding and let them fight it out. May the best sand merchant win. <laughs> I'm sympathetic to that perspective. I, I my, my gripe with this is that um, th- th- we give so much foreign aid to Israel. Why? They're a wealthy country. They have their own squabbles. Uh, I, I just, I genuinely don't want to be giving anybody any foreign aid. Uh, that's generally my perspective on this too. I think that um, this is, this is not, uh, this is not our fight. We shouldn't be dragged into it. We sh- certainly shouldn't be financially responsible for it. And um, I think, but I think that's true of pretty much any foreign conflict, to be honest. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I would like a much more isolationist is a term that gets thrown around and, and used as kind of a smear but in general, I would like our foreign policy approach to be a lot more like I, I view my approach to interacting with people generally. Like, y- you mind your business. I will mind mine. I'm not going to mess with you if you don't mess with me. And um, I'm also not going to cut you a giant check <laughs> in the meantime. Like, yeah. take care of your own yeah. affairs and I'll take care of mine and uh, see you later. That's kind of my perspective on this stuff. Yep. Um, trapped of the world. Palestinians serve an Israeli government, military as judges, etc. Parks and public spaces are not restricted. There are not laws against intermarriage. They have the same rights as Jewish citizens. That is not apartheid. I think I misspoke. Did I say Palestine is an apartheid state? Well, that's kind of why I was confused. Yeah. No, but... no, I, that's not what I meant. I mean, Israel is the, is the is the apartheid state. But that's well, wait, how though? The West Bank. I mean, because of the nation state laws. The the Palestinians, the Arabs, they do not have the same rights as Jews. One of the big thing that the big things that the, the nation state laws says is that the right to exercise national self determination is uniquely limited to the Jewish people. So, what are, you, what are the rights that are not available to Israeli Arabs? You can't intermarry. That that is not true. If if you don't get your relationship, your marriage recognized by a rabbi, you're not both Jewish. It's not recognized by the state. Is that There's the no only miscegenation. thing? Um, no, I'm sure, I'm sure there are other things. I mean, it says in the law, the right to exercise national self-determination is unique to the Jewish people. There there are 20% non-Jew Arabs. Right. So, but how could that be? 
well, I guess that doesn't eliminate the potential for an apartheid state, but I'm confused on what the legal rights are that are available exclusively for Jewish people, but not Israeli Arabs. I mean, the, the, the miscegenation thing. So, okay, so you can't get married. Or you, you can't can get married, but if you intermarry, if, if a Jew marries a non-Jew and it's mm. not recognized by a rabbi, then it's not recognized by the state. I'll, I'll have to punt on this question because I, I don't know what the law says, but I'm, I'm skeptical of the claim that it's apartheid. I mean, I, I don't think it's as bad as, as apartheid. I mean, and that's to say I've actually talked about South African apartheid on my channel several times. Uh, South Africa was ostensibly much better off under apartheid. Um, I'm actually not really saying. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so they, but, they definitely were better off under. But I'm not. I'm, but I'm just trying to get moral clarity. Is apartheid good or bad? Because we can't <laughs> slam. You, if, if if you're going to assign that label to Israel, you can't slam it as an immoral policy while saying it was also kind of beneficial in South Africa. Well, I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not talking about the the moral nature of apartheid. I'm just saying that we need to recognize it for for what it is. Um, nobody's being okay. intellectually honest about this. Uh, and if you talk to the left, they will universally say that South African apartheid was was uh, morally reprehensible, but then proceed to defend, defend even Israel. Even if there are differentiation in marriage laws, for that to be the only qualifier for the label apartheid, I find to be a little, a little flimsy. I mean, the Hebrew is the national language, which I'm fine with. Um, well, yeah, why why wouldn't that is, be fine? Why wouldn't... Do, do we, um, as... As a nation, do we think it's fine to institute soft apartheid uh, and support these these same countries financially? Do we think that that's fine? Well, I think those or, are totally independent questions. But it, but if you agree that sovereign nations have a right to make these own policy decisions for themselves, then why are we why are we assigning all these moral values to them if if it's their own sovereign decision to make? Well, they're not sovereign because we finance them so heavily. Well, but that's what I'm saying. So if we if there was no money cut, then you wouldn't have an issue with. I wouldn't be nearly as invested in it as I am. OK. Anyway. I mean, it's just pe people are, are are acting like this isn't an ethnic state. I don't think you could say it is, it is if it's 20 percent Arab. But they don't have the same rights as the Jewish people do. Well, they serve in government. I mean, they they, they do literally everything that Jewish Israelis do. Mm, do they? As far as I understand, I'm open to the contrary, but all I've been told so far is that there are marriage differentiations. But there are formally marriage. I mean, my point is that that people that are supporting this are are supporting it morally in in all ways, yet failing to recognize that it's clearly an ethnic state, which it is. Do we think what, that it's what's, fine? What's the definition? Give me a definition. What is it? What is an ethnic state? And how could twenty I mean, percent Arabs exist in an ethnic state? You you can only exercise self-determination, national self-determination as a Jew in, in the state. What, what does that mean? I don't know. I, I assume you, that you, you can't move as freely, that it's more difficult well, you, to live life as an it, Arab. Assume that I think we're getting into areas that we're probably not fully informed on on this. Um, we should, <laughs> in the interest of keeping the direction going, we should probably keep this moving along. Yeah, but, I know. But do you, do you think it's fine that, that there is an ethnic state? I mean, I don't agree with that premise. I, I, I've not been given a satisfactory definition of that. 20% Arab can't be an ethnic state. Do you think that Israel is an ethnic state? Not if it's 20% Arab. Hmm. It's, it's definitionally not exclusive. Hmm. 
I don't know. I, I find I find it hard to believe that it's not an ethnic state. That eighty percent. That's okay, overwhelming majority. Okay, but there are lots of countries that are overwhelming majorities of one particular demographic, and I've been told that that's actually desirable. So why would it be wrong? In any other context, we talk about how homogeneity is actually good. In this context, we say it's bad. I mean, how much do Palestinians, the Palestinian citizens of Israel, how much can they determine what kind of state that they live in? What kind of society? They're in government, they live in? though. Arabs are in government. How much? I mean, how much power do they have in government? More than zero, which, if it was exclusive, what's the, they'd what's have the none. appropriate amount, though? Well, that's up to the Israelis, but I, I just don't think the. The terms ethnic state or apartheid apply if it's not ethnically exclusive. I mean, I don't think there's like strict racial segregation. That's not what I'm saying. I, I just like I, there was in, in South Africa apartheid. But that's my problem is I can't understand what you are saying. I'm not following the definitions here. <sighs> I don't have a problem with Hebrew being the language of the state. Obviously, that's fine. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm just saying like, we have to decide on some definitions here before, before we have, no, I agree, like, but th that's my point is there are labels that are being applied that don't have definition and I'm trying to get those definitions. Okay. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Keep it moving. Um, oh, I got to reload this. Who was next? Uh, hoof hearted is up next. Um, I have. Two kids, one grandchild, another on the way. And I won the sixth grade spelling bee, but I've never been more proud than when Matt ran with my wiki system idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, are really you the one this, who this set the rule? Excellent. Um, I have Appreciate to reload it. this. Do you have the next one? Uh, oh. Yes. And thank you, Hoofhearted, for uh, your contribution. Username password says there's a shot with a mummified human toe in it at a Canadian saloon in Dawson. You must there's kiss a what? the toe when doing the shot. There's a... There's a shop. I think he meant shop. shop. It says shop, but he means shop. There's a shop with a mummified human toe in it at a Canadian saloon in Dawson. You must kiss the toe when doing the shot. Um, who was that? Sorry, so keywords it's established. Me. The toe thing is already set I've up. heard that uh, in, in Alaska. Uh, what was the username on that so I can search for it? Um, username. Uh, yeah, username and password. And then oh. slosher is up after that. Username, password. Um, Slosher, I traveled in Palestine once, really, in a restaurant. I criticized Israel. They said, thank you and paid for my meal. I criticized Palestine Palestine, at a restaurant in Israel. I was thanked and had to pay for myself. I support Palestine. <laughs> Knuckle hunky bug. That's not the, the best way of choosing. Of course, there's an urgent need to make it possible for an animal virus to infect humans. Obviously, making diseases infect people will benefit society, right? What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, it's worked out great. Really happy yeah, to have had that uh, gain of function research. Fantastic. Um, Bree says, my twin girls are the class of 2021 valedictorians. Uh, valedictorians? Valedictorians? Um, the years of reading and trips to the zoo, science center, et cetera, have a prize after 18 years. About six hours a day is what is required. Good luck. Six hours a day. Hmm. Man. Earl Turner. None of this would be happening if we still... Uh... <laughs> That's that's definitely a non-read. Sorry, that's man. A, that's 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 a guaranteed uh, that that will get us that are, that will get our throat slit by Susan. That one will. Uh, Drew says, "Blonde, are you going for mild blackface?" Yes. Um, 
Trav to the world says, if they're now addressing anti-white hate, does that mean go after Uncle Ben, Land O'Lakes, Aunt Jemima stores will stop selling crackers entirely? Yeah. It's about hmm. time. Cal L. Kai L. Uh, Babylon B had an article a while back about how Chinese soldiers are now training with a stronger tactic to misgender U.S. soldiers. We did see this kind of emerging um, in, oh, what was that that uh, international meeting between the, the Chinese and the United States? It was only that like was with um, Antony Blinken, the Secretary of State, right, who got right. absolutely destroyed over uh, U.S. racial insensitivity and treatment of black people per the yep. Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. Uh, drunken autist. I might be wrong, but I think the army recruitment added ad misspelled culling. By the way, love the show. Keep up the great work. <laughs> ah, it's a I it's see. a deeper cut, but it was called the calling. He said it's supposed to be the calling. What? Yeah, correct. Good observation. Um, Mark Wiseman. Did Corporal Emma drop out of college to enlist? Why didn't the recruiter recommend that she joins ROTC, graduate, and serve as an officer? I wonder if she if she's an actress. I wonder if she's even. Yeah, they don't. She, are we sure, sure sure that she's a real recruit? Well, you'd have to verify. Um, they don't say whether she completed her education at UC Davis or not. You'd have to check. Yeah. Um, Marlon Moncrief to Blonde. Have you ever been scouted to model or act? No, I find it hard to believe you never have been. Giving you used to live in my hometown of New York City, America's fashion and theater capital. Nope, nope, not my jam. PP um, Poo Poo Man. <laughs> <laughs> great name oh come on uh i'm not reading this um that's so gross <laughs> denistrio says well there is a part there yes if i thought about naming my son after my brother um there that might be a component of some naming of children in the future for sure i'd like to i'd like to carry on my brother in, in one way or another so yeah we're thinking about that that's sweet um, Denistrio says, according to Carpenter, he made that movie as a statement against Reagan era consumerism. I, I read his statement on that and I'm not so sure. Hmm. Not so sure. Gary Christensen. Hey, no hetero, but blonde looks pretty hot tonight. I was going to say anything. I was not going to say anything, but nobody else brought it up. So I really had no choice. You look all right too, Matt. Carry on. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Take that. what I can get. Esoterica unbound a few. I'll just read them in succession. Um, Last week, I par paraphrased my favorite Burt Gummer quote, food for five years, a thousand gallons of gas, air filtration, water filtration, Geiger counter, bomb shelter, underground, GD monsters. It's funny and profound statement um, about how no amount of obsession or effort prepares us for what life actually ends up throwing our way. To my disappointment, you locked up on the term Geiger counter and even blonde <laughs> seemed to have missed the reference. This sort of multi-level meaning is one of the things yeah. that makes Tremors a gem. They live has virtues, but depth is certainly not one of them. I thought it had layers of depth. See, I think I it has way him. more depth than Tremors. I can't imagine thinking that Tremors is a ironically deep movie, even though the, you know, no pun intended considering it's about underground monsters, but you get what I'm saying. Um, to me, Tremors was just uh it was a fun sort of silly action movie kind of comedic kind of dramatic they live had much more uh symbolic depth to me but that's just my interpretation <sighs> yep uh disturbed says sup nerds peaceful divorce amongst the states act like we already are and unconstitutional laws are invalid love you guys we love you too appreciate um, it thank I think you we can finish yeah i got time so it's up to you yeah let's not let's knock these out uh except i lost my place IWD, uh, IWD says yeah what happens to Trump happened to Nixon in 1960, and it was even more explicit. He was convinced not to contest it. 
for fear of making the U.S. look divided in front of the USSR. It's happened before. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Lapco 92. Oklahoma's government stit held a barbecue cookout under a PETA billboard for mocking him, mocking him for supporting the meat industry last week. I love my governor. Really? Uh, I didn't even hear about that. Um, uh, John, just, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about that. John Gray, ID cards are coming. Senate Bill 75 that just passed along party lines will require physicians to enter the vaccinated into a database. I know it's coming. Hmm. I know. I know it is. Pep, my job finally did away with masks on Friday. It was so nice to actually see my coworkers' faces again. I'm no longer the black sheep for refusing. I think Vax passports will be the death meal. I, I hope that doesn't happen, but I'm still anticipating it. Um, Andrew Brick says, Matt and I once made love, but he kept trying to pull me up out of his rabbit hole. So <laughs> I just had to make it the work of my hands. Let the references live. Thank you. Disturbed 2K7. I forgot to say congrats, Matt. How much for Du Bois? I blonde. I don't think he's going to sell his kid. That is can't he... be what he meant. Well, um, since we're doing the toe sale, we have. Is is there anything? Oh, is that what he meant? Oh, gotcha. wrong with selling a baby? Yes, that's entirely different. Why? You can't sell a baby. <laughs> okay, uh, just a couple over on uh, Tibby Stream. All. Al Sahim says uh, the Rona was present in Italy in September of 2019 and Florida, um, especially or FLA. Is that what that means? FLA especially aligns with the Hope Simpson model based on solar activity. It's um, it's written a post on this that I'd be happy to cross post uh, to your site or I've written a post on this. Um, sure. I'm, I, I don't know that I'm going to open up. um writing on my site broadly just yet but if you have written material you'd like to submit for consideration Shoot send it, it my way. way and just out of curiosity i'll check out the um i'll check out what your thoughts on the issue are too thank you for that dim fool says um pipeline cyber attack could be the ccp russian ccp alliance is weak and ccp has a claim over territory near manchuria so they are likely so they will likely strike there after striking the u.s russia needs to uh, get close to the U.S., but China is trying to stop it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Russian hackers, for unknown reasons, or the the Chinese are very fashionable to uh, to blame these days. But I could, after the last year, I could believe the Chinese are up to all sorts of stuff that we have no understanding of. Uh, Mike over on Trovo, Trovo Mike Hawk four twenty blazing. God damn it! I don't care how many. <laughs> that's some serious susan bait i can't Ugh. even i can't even pretend to characterize Do your that best one. um uh nope i really can't i really can't <laughs> there must be a good one then. he he finds certain reported numbers to be suspicious in nature how about that how about that gotcha. um let's see over on d live we'll call it a night after this uh etc uh supporting the show that's much appreciated and i think actually we're all clear I think we are over here too. Let me reload really quick. Do, 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 do. Yep, we're good. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Much appreciated. And um, thanks for following us through these movies as well. That's been a lot of fun. And we'll watch Alien this week and see what that uh, has in store for next week's review. And potentially we'll do it in the presence of a brand new shiny, I don't know, is it shiny? Recreationally obtained display uh, toe from a from a, a woman, a diabetic woman. Long I don't know. I don't know when it's going to be shipped to me. <laughs> we'll see. 
All right. Um, if you'd like to listen to more of the show, um, we do have the call-in show available for replay on the audio platforms. we got lots of stuff that you might not find elsewhere. Blonde's interviews, I'm posting those. I'm behind on one or two, but I'll get those up this week. You can find everything, all of that stuff, plus everything else show-related, including the new columns. It's mattchristensenmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Bye, guys.